thank you all for listening in this episode of the new generation hero talk podcast i'm your host ej stewart and this is uh perhaps the 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 biggest podcast we've done since we launched this podcast because this is our avengers endgame spoilers review so pretty much everything that's happened over the course of the marvel universe starting 10 years more than 10 years ago culminates with this movie that came out this past weekend Starring Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Jeremy Renner, all the OGs are a part of this movie, along with vast amount of other characters, not just in our Marvel present, in our Marvel past. And when we talk about this show, guys, we've pretty much been uh, week to week leading up to this very moment. You know, a lot of our show, of course, we talk about plenty of other movies and plenty of other franchises, but. A lot of the biggest stories regarding uh, the stuff that we've covered has involved this movie in this moment of finally being able to see it. So now that moment is here. This is our official spoilers review show. Uh, I'll give my first warning that this is a complete 1,100% spoiler review filled show. So if you have not seen Avengers Endgame and you would prefer to not be spoiled... Just this isn't the podcast for you. I know sometimes we do movie reviews where we actually will have another segment of our show be non spoilers about you know the other stuff that happened this week. I don't know what happened this week because I didn't. I was not off all social media. I was off all uh, uh, comic book superhero websites. I did no research, no nothing heading into this movie because I I could not be spoiled. I had to see this without any kind of preconceived notions. Uh, outside of that, I know the re- early reactions that came out earlier in the week that said the movie was fantastic. But besides that, I really didn't. I stayed away from that completely. So, um, so with that being said, I don't really know much of the rumors or stories that came out. I, to be honest, I feel like it would be really dumb for any, you know, any company, even Marvel, to decide to try to leak out news this week. Oh no, DC uh, on, they, on the they, week of. Of, 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 There's uh, a lot of a lot of DC news that they probably could have been. Uh, I don't know any of it because I I didn't pay them any attention, and they the don't point. deserve no, any let's attention. Let's drop our uh, you know Pennyworth trailer this week. So no, nobody yeah. sees it. Nobody's so seen nobody that. Nobody can, cares nobody about can that. Kill it. it is no disrespect <laughs> to DC or the Pennyworth show or any other news they may have wanted to release this week. I didn't hear about it. I don't care about it. It's the classic. Uh, it's a classic. Oh, we have bad news. Let's uh, let's drop it. Front end game, so nobody knows. About it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the uh, yeah the bury bury your bad stories week. This was the week to do it, and I don't I don't know what happened. But we're going to focus purely on Avengers. So again, this is a fully spoilers review. So if you've not seen Avengers, you don't want to be spoiled. Uh, don't listen to this podcast. I I would love to listen, but <laughs> for your sake, it wouldn't be good. For those who have seen Avengers and want to you know hear this discussion, well, welcome in. Hope you guys enjoy the show. It should be really fun. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, we're already seeing that this movie has um, obliterated box office numbers in a way that, to me, is even shocking. We're talking about a billion-dollar uh, worldwide opening for first weekend. That is $600 million more than the previous record set by Infinity War. We're talking about a uh, $350 million opening weekend in America, which is about $100 million more than what Avengers did last year. So this is uh, just completely unprecedented and, 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 and just incredible what's happened. Yeah, I mean, it really is something else. Um, though, honestly, when you see the movie and you see all the callbacks to the, to the previous films, um, you know, 
you understand. <laughs> you know, you, you see it and you see how amazing the movie is. You're just like, yep, this this would be the movie. You know, uh, I mean, this is wrapping up over over ten years of building with spectacular movies to create and build upon this universe, and then to top it all off with this amazing finale. Um, it's like it's like a TV show. It's like a series finale, and they and they've completely succeeded in in um, entertaining people and uh, uh, giving a lot of fan service, which I mean we'll talk about in the review. But uh, but yeah, yeah. It's I mean the numbers are shocking, but I mean when you see the movie, they're not so so shocking. Kendall joins me as well. Kendall Stewart, uh, staggering numbers this week. In, in terms of the box office success that this movie had, I, I, to me, these are numbers that could stand for a very long time. And I, we have a Star Wars movie coming out next year. And I, no, no, it's not going to touch it. That's not touching this. And that's also the culmination of an end of an era. And it's not going to come close to this, I don't think. No, no, no it's not. No, not in chance. No way. There's no, so, there's I mean, no way. It doesn't have a chance. So, <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you mean? It maybe had a chance, like. You know, three, four years ago, if they would have done things correctly, but well, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that yeah. more on a different show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I mean, the end game numbers are crazy. Uh, in terms of anything ever reaching that, I mean, I, the, I mean, I think the only thing that could ever reach that is is another Marvel say event, five. <laughs> you know, another Marvel event. You know, if it's a, a Avengers versus X Men. Oh, it's a secret well, invasion, well, yeah, like something like that, like that could yeah. in theory, but like even then we're a long way from that. But what shows me is that like this is less about the movie. Like it's less about like we're just gonna put together an event or a spectacle mm-hmm. because they did that with Infinity War. They were like we're gonna put Spider Man, Black right. Panther, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, Thanos, all our heavy heavy hitters in one movie, and it did. I mean, it did great, broke records, but. They had none of that in this movie. It, this movie was like, well, if you've seen Infinity War, then you better see, you're gonna see this movie. Right. They just they promoted this movie on the backs of the last movie they did, and didn't add any real, none, no bells and whistles to this movie in terms of its promotion. Yeah. And the fact that it doubled its production in a lot of areas is, I've never seen that before. But yeah. I mean, that was a conversation I, I spearheaded often on this show was. I didn't know what I didn't know what to expect. I'm not gonna say I thought it'd be bad or be good. I just didn't know what to expect um, when it came to what, what would be the impact of not showing us anything for months and showing us so little. And your your marketing campaign being it was it was still a marketing campaign. It wasn't like they didn't do anything, but the fact that your your their marketing campaign was basically show up to see what happens after what happened last time, and there's no hints in any of these trailers to suggest how. That's gonna be resolved. I mean, we just saw in the in you know in the uh, in the teaser I and mean, excuse me in the trailers today watching the movie again. Um, we saw you know Godzilla give away so much. We saw Hobbs and Shaw give away so. Much. I mean, it become it's become now so like just like part of these movies making now where you gotta show everything you have basically to get people to show up. Just to to see those trailers before seeing this movie like really stuck out to me more how 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 just unseen this is this is what they did yeah so then to see the result be a billion dollars in a weekend and 350 million dollars it's just staggering it's still staggering um especially because the movie is so much 
hinged on you having you seen the last movie. I've never seen that before. Like like uh, you like I, I didn't yeah. I didn't know if they would do not as only, good. Not only I'll you haven't seen the last movie. I mean, you definitely had seen the last movie, but like think about any time you've seen like when we talk about events like this, it's typically off of like like the original Star Wars or even The Force Awakens which kind of rebooted Star Wars in a sense. Like you didn't have to really see the others with this like there's 20 movies in theory yeah. that you had to. It, a lot of people I know that saw the movie are like, oh, I've only seen like three of them, but I got to see this. Everyone's seeing it. You know, I got to get a ticket. I got to see it at 1 a.m. Got to see it at 4 a.m. at any chance I get. You know, like, like I mean, my like it's just crazy that we have a movie that's in such a linear like everything's supposed to tie together. Yeah, and people know that going in, like, and they still feel like got to see it. I've never seen that before. Yeah, you know, it, this is, I mean, this is unprecedented. What, they, yeah. what Marvel has done is unprecedented, and as a superhero fan, a person who loves this medium, loves this genre, uh, it's just still, it's still incredible. Like, you know, it's it's easy to kind of just live in the moment, oh, Marvel is great, we know that. But, like, no, like, really think about um, where Marvel has come. I saw someone, shout out to uh, David Dennis on Twitter. Um, he said, he was like, like, think about it. Captain America and Iron Man, Especially Iron Man. Before Iron Man the movie came out, if you were asking people, regular Joes, not like really, really hardcore comic book fans, and some some of them even actual comic book fans, who your favorite Marvel characters are, there's a very good chance that Iron Man might not have made your top ten because of the popularity of his character at that point in time. Iron Man was kind of like, you know, you kind of had to know about Marvel a little bit to kind of know Iron Man, know his story, know who he is. The fact that now you can go into theaters and have people devastated by what happened to Tony Stark in a movie. And we think about what this world was 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Before that, I mean, that it, it, you can't help but just feel like a, a, a sense of pride in, in us being fans of this medium and the fans of this uh, of this company, Marvel. And, and yeah. they, they deserve a ton of credit because they... They earned everything that happened in this movie, and we'll talk about that plenty. What do these numbers say with regards to superhero fatigue and, and that Ooh. whole concept being thrown around? Um, it's a good question. I didn't really think of it in that, as you guys can hear, in my, if, in my puzzlement. I really didn't think of it in that regard. I, I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to be the superhero fan who's like, ha ha, you know, like the kid, <laughs> yeah, from, kid Simpsons. from Simpsons. Yeah. I don't want to do that because <laughs> I, think, I think it deserves a little more thought than that. If anything, what I will say that I think it puts it, if if it's if there is superhero fatigue, like, I think this is the peak. Like, if, if we're going to see it, like, at this point, at right, this point it's going to happen. Like, everyone's seen this movie, had to see this movie. It's like, what now else people are going to be like, all right, I don't have to see another one. Mm. So, like, I think we'll, the real test will be going forward. Will people start to see? Will people go to see Spider Man Homecoming two or Spider Man Far From Home? Will people mm-hmm. go to see uh, Black Widow or the Eternals? Know, the Eternals or you know whatever DC's got coming. I forget because I'm so in my Marvel lane. Suicide Squad two, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman eighty four. You know, Joker. Like, will people go to see those movies? You know, or I'm, or will this you know spark even a, a more yeah another, more another more excitement about yeah. superhero movies? Yeah, it could literally go either way. That's why it I don't be a know. case study. Yeah, yeah, I do. You do get the feeling, and we'll finally get the movie. Got people who are like, "Can you talk about the movie?" Um, but like, you do get the feeling for me. It kind of this movie kind of reminds me of. Uh, sorry for people who don't know anything about wrestling, but I'm gonna try to make a wrestling analogy here. 
Kendall and Sham, you also know a little bit of wrestling. It kind of reminds me of WrestleMania, I want to say it was 17, with, you know, The Rock in Austin. And, you know, that being the main event, one of the biggest main events in WrestleMania history. And, you know, it ends with, you know, Stone Cold, the hero of the past four years in the Attitude Era, but joining Vince McMahon, becoming the villain. And there are, you know, for that, we call that era the Attitude Era. Wrestling changed the moment Stone Cold Steve Austin became Stone Cold Steve Austin, not who he was before. And and to me, that was the culmination of the end of an era. And wrestling was forever changed at that moment. This movie feels kind of the same. And I'm not saying just for Marvel. I'm talking about just for superhero movies. Where I, I look at this and I'm like, we had this era that started with, definitely started with at least Iron Man. Um, and And... I don't know. Outside of Marvel, I don't know if how we look at superhero movies is going to be the same after this. I think that it's a. We had a time. This was a time capsule. Like a lot of times, you don't know a time has changed until like ten years later. Like yo, man, we got to a certain point, and then like things shifted. But you're living in the moment. You don't know. Me trying to look outside of where I am today, I do feel like this movie is going to be a turning point one way or another. What the result is out of this, I have no idea. But this felt. This felt like a mountain. This is felt. This felt so massive and so so hard to process. There was so much to take in about what this means, not just for Marvel, uh, what this means for the superhero genre. That you know, this is something. This has been altered. Uh, how we look at movies, how we look at superhero movies, has been forever altered by this. And what's going to happen after it is a different time. And this may be a surprising era. take, but I, I what I'll tell you is I don't think that I don't think Warner Brothers is happy about. This. Some happy people, about what the success of this? Because some people may yeah. say, like, oh, yeah, it's great for us. Like, you know, Super movies are, are hot, but... Uh, you what do know, you think about that, Sham? I just, the fatigue factor, plus it being a rival, plus it shining a light on, like, Marvel is, like, still superior. Even though, because this shadowed... We, I mean, we were talking last month about, you know, how hot Shazam, or earlier in the month, how hot Shazam was. I don't even care about Shazam. I'll tell you what. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think I agree with most people... Where we, if we can make the comparison, okay, Shazam, Captain Marvel, who won the spring? I thought Shazam won the spring. Now Shazam's a complete afterthought. Oh, yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers is not happy about this at all. Yeah, I'm not buying that they're ha- they would be happy just for superhero movies in general. I mean, they want to make money. And uh, Disney and Marvel, they're the competitors. Remember Kevin Feige, he came out like, yeah, you know, Wonder Woman being great is great for us. You know, helps Captain Marvel, helps us. You know, I don't I mean, know. Well, I, I mean, he's in the Marvel side, so he might maybe he didn't. Right, that, that he probably didn't care. He's like, yeah, maybe yeah, he's like, good yeah, for the yeah, competition. Okay, good, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make our money anyway. Um, so yeah, that's probably how he feels. But Warner Brothers, I'm sure, is, is running a very different ship. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I agree with I my 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 instinct suggests I agree with you guys that I think that if Warner Brothers sits back, they gotta say. I think they're not as happy. I don't know if it's the same reason for you guys. I think they look at this and say, oh, now I see why we messed up. Like, this movie explains exactly why, how Warner Brothers tried to do their universe, why it flopped. Like, this is the movie. This is why. Like, as I said earlier, and we'll say it in the show, and we'll start probably right after this comment. Warner Brothers didn't earn anything that happened in Batman and Superman. Therefore... When people aren't happy about it, it's it's hard for them to have a leg to stand on because you didn't earn anything in that movie to begin with. And they tried to do some really crazy callbacks, yeah. really crazy 
big kind of thing for a movie that didn't earn it. This movie did wildly insane yeah. things. It got to and this point. wasn't no conventional superhero movie yeah. where they didn't break rules. They really yeah. went for it all. Honestly, like there, this movie doesn't work if you try to do it as the third. Avengers movie as a third movie in the Marvel universe. Yeah, like honestly, like yeah. there were things in this movie that it got to the point where we were really like they could have done almost anything. And I would have been like, all right, <laughs> yeah, this, this is happening. This is we're in the end game. This yeah, is it. This is happening. Like I mean, like <laughs> Captain America picks up Thor's hammer, which we'll talk about later, and just starts doing stuff, and I'm like, all right, like I guess this is happening. Yeah, they didn't have to explain it. They didn't have to, you know, explain. Oh, how is he doing this? Or it, they already teased it earlier, and like at that at this point. It's the, the, again, the, the moment is earned because of everything they set up with it. Exactly. And to the point where, yeah, Captain if America... If they do that in the second movie, wield, I'm be like, this is goofy. Stri- striking lightning <laughs> and, so wielding, and wielding a hammer, you're like, like Kevin said, this is happening. It's awesome. They would have tried to do this in Captain America 2? <laughs> Even Soldier, in Age of Ultron. Winter Soldier or Age of Ultron, they tried to do this? It would have been people like, what? what? Uh, that's a lot. They earned it because of everything that happened here, and that, and that's that's why this movie is special. But let's now uh, get into the movie now. Avengers Endgame again. My last warning: this is our spoiler. I mean, we've already talked about spoilers, but yeah, here you go. But if you, if you still stuck around, and you didn't listen to my very clear warning last time. This is our spoilers review. I don't know if I would call it review as much as a discussion because there's so much to break down. Um, so yeah, you, we all like the movie. If you want to review, <laughs> a good movie. Let's talk about it. Fantastic. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, so, so if you, if you 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 don't want to be spoiled during this discussion, this is the time to leave. Watch the movie and then please come back and listen to it because I think this will be a really awesome discussion. I think I've already had so much fun talking these first fifteen minutes or so. Um, but nonetheless, here we go. We're starting the, the official discussion on the actual movie, the plot of the movie, Endgame. And before I do that, I, you know, I kind of kind of gave it away a little bit, but I do want to just go around quickly, just. Initial thoughts on what you thought about the movie. Sham. This is a fantastic movie. Absolutely 100,000%. One of, if not the best superhero movie um, of all time. Um, it's, this is... I'm trying to think of something that's going to knock this off, but I can't think of anything right now. I mean, this is the most satisfied I've been leaving a theater after watching a superhero movie. Um, since the Dark Knight, mm. and maybe even even that, you know, um, wasn't, uh, Last Jedi. What wasn't Last Jedi? Well, I said superhero movie. Oh, and yes, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, you know, just to confirm. But um, but yeah, you know, this is like, this is definitely something special. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic, and hats off to the Russos and to the writers. Um, uh, I think it's what are they named? Is it McNeely, McFeely, and uh, Christopher Marcus? Christopher Marcus, yeah, those guys, man, they they did a fantastic job writing this as well as Infinity War. Um, you know, and they worked with the Russos for a while, so I mean, the, uh, the it didn't feel like a three hour movie, so they did a fantastic job as well. So, I mean, really, hats off to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, I mean, yes, this was a very, very, very good movie. Um. I mean, in terms of, like, like the story is just, like, so, I mean, it's a long movie, but they just, they they tie everything in together so well, like, in terms of, like you said, the writing, like, just, like, some of the things that they conceptually, like, thought of and, like, decided to put in this movie, and I feel like if someone tried to poke, like, plot holes in this movie, I don't know if you can. I feel like 
people are doing it. Yeah, people are doing I'm it. People, yeah, I'm sure people are trying, but like, I mean, I, but, I, would, I mean, you're it's it's nitpicky. Yeah, and you I, have I've, to be super nitpicky. Yeah, I mean, I've already seen a few people say like, listen, there are things you could poke holes in with this movie, but you're it's nitpicky. Like, this right. is a movie. Right. This is one of those movies sure. where you like, this is a movie. You just gotta yeah. you gotta just enjoy right. it. Yeah. You know, I I just I just feel like the way they they tied it because obviously time travel is a difficult right story. It's a difficult thing to na- navigate without having those problems. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know the X Men have had you know problems with you know a multiverse and utilizing time travel and making everything stick and stuff. And um, it's the, the fact that they did it so seamlessly. I give them uh, a huge amount of credit. And the way they just juggled what felt like. I mean, honestly, they juggled, like, 20 movies and just put all those kind of stories and everything that they've had into one. And it's not like they've done, a, it's, they, they've done what, three, four of these? I mean, the Russos? And Feige's been attached to all of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Russo brothers have only done, like, three of them. And they almost single-handedly were able to... Not almost single-handedly, but they... Uh, with the help of their entire crew, put what felt like all those movies into this one uh, spectacle of the movie. Um, Avengers Endgame is an experience unlike any other I've experienced in a movie. Perhaps there are other movies people will say they felt a certain way about. Space Jam. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be Space Jam. Though I love Space Jam. Space Jam is one of my favorite movies. Best, uh, best crossover ever. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, this this movie is is a spectacle unlike any other movie I think ever. Uh, I laughed. I cried. I was scared. I was excited. Um, it, it pretty much any emotion you could think about for in terms of a viewer being invested in a movie, I felt it all. And the idea again that I can feel those kind of emotions, that I can be put on that kind of emo- kind of roller coaster for what is a superhero movie. What you know that idiot Bill Maher was like is something for kids, like like that. That to me like is is just something that is an accomplishment that is so remarkable that I can only tip my hat to not only the Russos. Uh, not only Marcus and McFeely for writing uh, this script, not only the crew, but for the performances. I mean, you can't tell me that that Robert Downey performance, that Scarlett Johansson performance, they weren't. That wasn't a performance. Of, I'm in a popcorn movie. I'm just gonna, you know, mail it. And I don't want to just pick on the people who died, but like that was that was art in its finest sense, and and and, and telling a story and. and and keeping the viewer invested, and talk about really, really allowing the person, the people who have built this up, because it's not just the people of the crew; it's the fans. The fans have helped build up this Marvel Studios enterprise that has become as massive as it's become, and really rewarding the people who stuck with them through it all. Because this is the movie that you got rewarded. You watched Thor. The Dark World, you watch Iron Man 3, and you still remember those movies, you still pay attention to those movies, and you were there from the beginning in the first Iron Man, and you watch everything up to this point, that's what makes this movie, that's what makes this movie great. That's why it's one of the greatest of all time. It's because it's unlike anything else where you're talking about 
putting together now multiple different individual franchises and, and stories that they've told and and in in a in a pretty succinct pretty you know reasonably uh, believable way culminating it with this movie in endgame endgame was incredible it's unlike anything i've ever seen and it was just an absolute pleasure and joy to have not only enjoyed this movie but having uh Having having the, the 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 privilege to have seen all the stuff that came before to make this movie what it was because I do feel like if you, if you didn't if you really weren't on that ride this movie is still great but if you weren't on that ride you won't feel maybe exactly the same as I do or as we do as a as a group but if you were on that ride this whole time I can't see anyone who was on that ride try to say anything negative about yeah, this movie that's the interesting thing you mentioned because I I mean I we obviously would have no experience of or know any perspective on how this movie stands if you haven't seen those movies because there are people out there that tried to see this movie there are probably people that haven't seen any Marvel movies that tried mm-hmm. to see this movie like does it make sense I I can't imagine seeing this movie having not seen even Thor the Dark World and being like I mean you could probably do it because like it's a minor there's a minor thing but like even if I just saw Infinity War and like I didn't see Doctor Strange I didn't right. see Black Panther, I didn't see Spider-Man. There's just going to be so many things in this movie that I'm just like, I don't know what this means. And maybe yeah. there are people that come into this movie knowing that, like, there's going to be stuff that I don't understand and they probably shrugged that stuff off. But, like, that would be the only thing. That, and that's what makes this box office so incredible. That, again, there are so many things in this movie that people, no way, cause, because considering the box office numbers for Thor The Dark World compared to Endgame, <laughs> there's going to be so many people that just don't, know, don't understand. Yeah, and there's so many people stuff. who saw the Dark, the Dark World reviews and never went to it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Never, never, after, you know, like, oh, let me get the DVD. Because <laughs> <There laughs> I didn't get to see it in the theater. A lot of people just don't know anything that happened in that movie. So they're seeing, there are a lot they're of, seeing Frida, they're yeah. seeing Jane Foster, they don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, yep. it's, exactly. Yeah, that's incredible. It's, in, it's incredible how they did that. But Yeah, it, re- it really is something else. Um, um, go ahead, Sean. No, I was just going to say, uh, so uh, if we can go into kind of just the first thing, yeah. Um, what did you guys think of uh, Ronin slash Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner? That's the first thing you want to go to. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's the first thing we see in the movie. Oh, okay, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You said Ronin, so we said Ronin. I'm like Ronin. That's like power in. But well, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I mean we just start with Hawkeye's arc. I mean. I want to hold Hawkeye's arc for a second, actually, All right. because yeah, I feel like yeah, go with he, yeah, he's the first want. person, but I do feel like <laughs> his arc kind of really comes into focus a little bit later. We do mm-hmm. see, obviously, his family disappears, and that kind of starts his quest on where he ends up going. I do want to get to him and spend a good time with him, but I first want to get to um, before the five-year jump, starting with what you guys made of Tony's return mm-hmm. and their their first confrontation with Thanos, because I was... I was shocked by I was shocked by the Thanos confrontation going the way it did, not in the moment necessarily, but like just how that played out. We saw in the trailer him in the garden, him with the uh, with his armor, you know, up like a scarecrow, you know, harkening back to uh, Infinity Gauntlet, the book. But I don't think anyone foresaw that ending the way it did. And then for Tony to be rescued by Captain Marvel. And what appeared to me to be, I won't say holes, but to me there are clearly elements of that story that weren't told in terms of finding him, because I, I think it's pretty obvious that Carol was sent to get him. So anyone, either one of those two, you guys want to jump on, but I wanted to start with that because that before that five year jump is is a movie that I thought I think we thought we were going to see, and then it turns into something very different. 
I loved what they did with them finding Thanos and then him just being like, I use the stones and then I I got rid of the stones and then them just killing him. And then that just being that that just being what it is. That was crazy. Yeah. I completely talk about a twist. That was the biggest twist. That was the biggest twist for me. Honestly. Mm. Um that was the biggest twist for me was seeing that. I was like, I don't know what when I saw that I was like, I don't know what the heck's gonna happen. Yeah, I was like, five years into the future. I nobody talked about that. I give up. I don't I my predictions, I don't know what's gonna happen in this movie. That completely took me off guard. When for me, for that Kendall, I, I I when that happened, I honestly got very concerned for the plot. I got very concerned <laughs> because for me, I was like, okay, there's gonna have to be some kind of time travel, I guess. But I was very concerned that this movie would not deliver us the Thanos getting what he deserved moment properly, as Thor said it. Thor said it in the last act. Let's kill him properly this time, because. For that, and we've seen Marvel pull the rug out from under you and then do something very different. And they did a little bit of that in this movie with Thor's appearance and things like that. But I was very excited. I'm like, okay, are we not going to see a real showdown between Thor and Captain America and Iron Man together taking on Thanos? Is this going to only be about the heist and getting the stones together? Like, that was not what I wanted to see. So I got very, I was I was like, wow. And then I got really concerned. That was my take on that. But I don't know how you felt, Chan. Uh, Kevin, though. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, I wasn't, in the moment, like, I'm just glad Thanos is out. You know, at this point, I'm just like, I, I you know, no Thanos. Now I, I'm just worried about getting everybody back. Uh, you know, that's kind of the whole ride I'm on is, like, get Spider-Man back, get Black Panther back. I'm not worried about, you know, any means necessary. That means you got to, you know, chop off Thanos' head, you know, do you, Thor. Um, I mean, that, that sequence, like Shamari said, obviously was extremely shocking. Um you know, it, for one, we always talk about whenever you do, whenever you have a movie like that and you uh, start off with a, or not not start off, but like even like you go like 20 minutes into the movie and we get like a time jump, you know, I, I, it concerns you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this movie navigated that, uh, they navigated that perfectly. Um, it's still an interesting decision, which we'll talk about. But uh, let's talk about it then. I mean, uh, we'll get to. I'll, I'll just ask you guys right now before we get to the rescuing Tony situation. What, what did you guys think of Time Jump? I mean, I didn't see. Like, I didn't. It, it, again, in the moment, I was like, "Wow, five years!" I didn't think it was gonna be five years. Yeah, that yeah, was so a long, five. Long I was like, I it be it was five months, and then right. like years. Of, they paused for the intention. Yeah, that was all. That reveal was well done. Um, but. Yeah, I, in the moment, I, it was done well. I I think long term, it's it's gonna be interesting to juggle. You know, it's gonna be confusing. Uh, people are gonna have to. I think they'll make it easy for themselves with like the whole, you know, oh yeah, like we just we made Cassie Lang older, but like you know, Peter and all the kids he went to high school with are are the same age. Like, does this explain maybe how Miles Morales shows up? I mean, it's just something mm. I just thought about. Mm. But like, eh. ah, but I've I've not thought about that. But that very well could explain Miles' theories. Yep. But you know, because I'm thinking, I'm like, he's gonna have to, he's gonna be going to school with a bunch of new kids at this point, right? And um, but like, they're just they're gonna have, they're gonna be, they're gonna have to juggle that. And it's gonna be confusing in some areas. Uh, um, but. That's I guess that's the route they chose. There are probably other ways in which they could have done it. They could have done like, yeah, we're just gonna go back to the past and 
or whatever, but, you know, Tony did it because, you know, he had his daughter, uh, which he didn't want to, you know, go back in time and lose that side, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting decision. I probably wouldn't have done it, but uh, they juggled it correctly. I liked the time jump. I was all I was all in. Once it had five years, I was like, do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I was I was completely in favor of that. Again, at that point, I was like, listen, exp- whatever story they they want to tell, because I didn't expect them to just kill Thanos like that. So yeah. I was like, I mean, they might as well, because I don't know what they're gonna do now. <laughs> yeah, it's hard at that point to really predict anything that's gonna happen after that. Anything's yeah. on the table, which is what made I think the rest of the movie so crazy in terms of the time heist element of it. In that, like, you realize anything was on the table, and and that you could see anyone, and we saw yeah. pretty much people we did not expect to see, and in a lot of instances. Yep. So that 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 worked well. I thought I thought the five year jump was smart too because I think it it really you know obviously we don't see the five years. But it does at least tell the audience this Thanos thing, like it left a, a massive impact that was felt for a long time. This wasn't just yeah. a, oh, right. and in the next movie, you know, a couple months later they fix everything. No, they, they are people who had to live with this fact that they just lost their loved ones for five years, and with no sign or no hope that the they were ever going to be returned. Apocalyptic. The yeah. world is is in ruins basically because of what happened. Um, that that was. I like that they did that. I like that they showed that there was a impact to what Thanos did. It wasn't just a, oh, in a couple of months or a couple of days, oh, well, they got it right back, so it wasn't that bad. Like, no, like, there was a, there was there was pain felt for a lot of people, and a lot of people's lives were altered in ways that they never thought they would have, and they're still altered, because now at least they're getting people back, but they're, you know, they've aged, and they've gone through different things, and, you know, Hawkeye went on his Ronin streak and then becomes, uh, you know, now he's going back to a family with kids and stuff, and you know how does he justify like his life post right. the snap? You know, a lot of people gonna justify their lives post the snap now that their loved ones coming back. So I enjoyed that 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 Thanos's that Thanos's final actions in Infinity War really did leave an impact on the universe that that um that didn't just go away because they had a movie where they had to fix everything. Right. Yeah, I agree. I thought the the jump added added to the stakes. Um. You know, which, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think it was just a good decision. I feel like mm-hmm. this, um, I feel like that was a decision they made. Um, it seems like a decision they made very early on in the writing process because it kind of set the stage for. Yeah, this is the movie. For everything. <laughs> I don't think they had really a choice. It was like, look where we're going with. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I was definitely in favor of the time. And the we, time. like, we speculated on this show for a lot, a lot, a, a lot of times that there was going to be. A time travel. I mean, time travel comes later in the movie, but that there was gonna be a time travel element, and that you know, I didn't expect the time jump. You know, I thought it was gonna be like right. I thought they were just gonna be, what are we gonna do about Thanos? And time travel was gonna come up. I didn't think it was gonna be five years into the future. Yeah, maybe we should do time travel. Um, but even that element uh, didn't necessarily go how I expected in terms of like, you know, when we talked about time travel, I thought like it was gonna be like jumping into the future, or the past, like. It's all strictly in the past, which makes more sense in hindsight after seeing the movie. What is going to the future going to do? Yeah, I mean, you could have done it, but it, it, I don't. I don't again. I don't know what that does for you. And I kind of we talked about it before. I never was that crazy about the future stuff. I thought it would have been cheesy. I thought it would have been uh, Gotham like. See, oh, the kid versions of the. I, I need. I needed to see that in this movie. You could do that, but I just thought that this movie didn't need that. So I'm glad that the future really wasn't a part of it. It became only. Really about the past, 
Um, do you guys agree that that about the Captain Marvel Tony, you know, meet up that 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 happened probably because of the end of Captain Marvel? Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. You know, Captain Marvel, she shows up and she's like, "Where's Fury?" And then yeah. here, you know, we don't really see much of an instruction. Honestly, I think they those two, except for Thor finally talking to Carol. But besides that, it seems like they kind of know her a decent level. Not they're not totally cool, but they know her yeah. a little bit. And her, because her I, just popping up when Tony is floating in the middle of nowhere and knowing exactly where to bring him. I, I don't like know how I, I don't know how I feel about right. that decision. Um, I think they came to a decision where it was like, I mean, it's already a three-hour movie. You know, we don't have time to explain how she gets here, so let's just put this in Captain Marvel, and then uh, assume that everyone seeing this movie saw Captain Marvel, and like they're gonna and. Which again, I think is an assumption if you look at the the the, the, the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd be plenty of people that see this movie that didn't see Captain Marvel. Absolutely. How how did she even get it's, there? It's only it's the only way and, <laughs> this and, number comes to this number. You know, and people, uh, but the good thing about it is that like for those people, just go watch Captain Marvel. Yeah, you'll, mm-hmm. and you'll know. You yeah. know, and that's what Marvel yeah, help them Blu-ray sales. Yeah, oh yeah, they awesome. know they know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I figure that's how that's how it happened. Um, for the movie's sake, I would have I would have preferred that we got some sort of explanation, or like, you know, some sort of interaction. You know, it could have been like thirty seconds. A scene, right? yeah, one scene of like her like, you know, dropping down. You know, it's just so hard. I mean, again, the movie is already really long, and like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of okay, well, is there something I could have cut out of this movie that would have been better served to show like that thing. I don't know. I if mean, there were is. gag scenes that they probably could have, or gag moments that they probably could have cut out. I mean, it's, I mean, you need some kind of levity in the movie. Though. You do need levity, yeah. Because I, I think yeah. that you know, showing up to Thor is a very interesting part of this whole story. Because I think that while he was used for a lot of you know comedic relief, I mean, I don't know. I found his story very sad. Yeah, his story is sad. You know, so like. So you can't really cut stuff that you brought with him because that you need to explain wh- why he is how he is. Um, the only thing I think was maybe, you, and I saw some people like had a, like a guide. Eventually, people put out a guide of like when you can go to the bathroom and see Avengers. Yeah. One of the things I kept seeing was San Francisco. Uh, do you cut down on Scott Lang? I heard people say Japan. You know, probably. That scene is so short though. It's not like is that long, like you know the Japan scene is maybe three minutes. Maybe. I don't know if he... Probably about three minutes. I think three minutes and change. And, okay, San Francisco was a little bit longer. You know, that might have been, like, five or six. But, yeah, you could, you could have had... I mean, you need all the nowhere, I'm just saying... Just, it would have been hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm You're just, just saying just add it on. Just yeah, put it on. Yeah, yeah. It's 3.30 you know. or it's, it was 3.15 and it yeah, don't matter. Yeah, When did you get to a certain point? I don't know if the, the time really matters. I think when you get to three hours, all right, you here, so... <laughs> um, but, to me, there definitely was a decision made to say... They definitely shot a lot of stuff with that. I don't think they sh- they didn't shoot it like that. They didn't shoot it. No, no. They got the market out of nowhere. The Russos are too detailed. Yeah. They definitely shot that stuff. It just didn't make it to the to the thing. There's gonna be a lot of really good uh, cutscenes. And we also didn't really. I mean, I mean, we needed it probably, but like in theory, they they didn't have to put the the even the Hawkeye stuff in the beginning. No, no, they could have started the movie. You could have started with him being Ronan. Yeah, and like I wouldn't have liked that, but. I also don't really like Captain Marvel showing up out of nowhere, so they made, they they made decisions. You had to pick, your, you had to pick your battles. You know, you had to yeah. pick your battle with what you I probably prefer what they did. You know, I think I like the way they did it. You know, I I like the way they did it too. Yeah, because in the end, like it makes more sense. But yeah. 
Um, so we have the we have the five year five year jump happen. Um, how do you guys think they they handled the jump in terms of how things were how the world was different, and then the time travel element that they introduced? They played a lot of did a lot of jokes with it um, in terms of putting together like what the plan was going to be and executing the plan. Uh, there were some wonky things that ended up happening. How, what did you guys make of of how they handled time post the jump? Um, I mean, I, I mean, look, I love this movie, so I don't have that many critiques. <laughs> so it's going to sound a little repetitive, but I liked what they did. Um, uh, when it comes to how they handled, uh, how the world was post the time skip, I thought they handled that really well, you know, uh, especially Chris Evans, shout out to Chris Evans and Captain America, you know, cause you could tell he's trying to be like cap, mm -hmm. he's trying to be optimistic, Mr. Positive yeah. kind of stuff. But like, you could tell he's not like any, in like, he just, um, you could tell he's struggling with it. So I thought he did a really good job portraying that. Um, let's see. Uh, I like that Natasha's kind of trying to try. She's like almost like feels like the kind of leader. Yeah, she's basically the yeah, new basically Avengers. like the leader, trying to you know find everyone, bring everyone back together, and trying to really trying restore to order to the universe. Yeah, I mean, there's really. so much weight put on Natasha because she's not just talking about okay, we gotta help Earth. Um, you know, she's directing what Rocket, Rocket. and and and, and, right. and Nebula are doing. He's right. He's directing what Captain Marvel is doing. Yep. You know, like uh, that 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 showed that wow, she really uh, she really you know took her, the responsibility for how yeah everything shaked out in, in Infinity War and, and and vowed to try to make the world somewhat of a better place or yep. as good as it could be after what happened. Yep. And uh, and I liked how they came up with their plan. Um, so how you know. Scott Lang, how integral Scott Lang was to coming up with that plan and how he introduced it and how Tony kind of cracked the code, so to speak, and realized we can actually do this. Mm -hmm. So I, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I thought it was well put together. I've heard people say, oh, the first act was slow. Just like the first third movie was like slow, which I agree. It was fairly slow. But I wouldn't. I would or slow. I would say it's slow in comparison to the other two acts. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was just slow in general. But, um, but I feel like they did the the preparation that was needed to tell yeah, the story. I was gonna say the same thing. Told. I don't know if you could have. I don't. I don't know if if you needed that for a second. Yeah. I right, think you exactly. kind of you had to set you had to set up so much. You did and yeah. get the viewer invested in and in what you the ride you were gonna take them on that you had to piece it together and explain to them why it had to be done this way yeah. and only this way. And and Infinity War I would say Infinity War is a faster paced movie. For sure. And there's more action in it. There's more people in it. Yeah. yeah. So there's more um, main characters in it. Right. Or primary uh, no primary characters in it. Right. So um you know I guess I could see people saying looking at these two and saying, oh this one the first act is kind of slow in comparison. And it is, but there's a reason for that. Is that Thanos snapped everybody out of existence, you know? So, you know, so it's like, of course, it's going to be slower, and they have to come up with a plan for that. So, I didn't, I really didn't mind it at all. I thought they handled the post time skip, uh, uh, the post time skip, everything post time skip in terms of um, uh, them coming up with a plan. I thought they handled that very well. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, again, me personally, I probably would have chosen to go five years into the future, but uh, certain things they had to do or certain things that they wanted to do. And I think, I think one, I think there are things in the MCU going forward that I think they want to do, like, for example, potentially Miles Morales or, you know, they wanted to be able to probably recast and age Cassie Lang. Like, there are certain things that the five-year time jump will allow them to do. Probably other things I'm not even thinking of. Uh, so from that perspective, I understand them doing it. But it's kind of like Young Ju- uh, Young Justice doing their – it was Alice five years as well. Yeah. Um, from season one to season two, like, at the time, I was like, well, five years? What? I, I, wanna, <laughs> I don't want this to be five years in the future. I want to see what happens. But there are certain things that, you know, Young Justice couldn't do if they just picked up right where they started. So, um, from that perspective, I understand why they use the five years. Uh, in the movie, like, I mean, they I thought they handled it, again, uh, as well as they could have. Um, you know, the, the characters, uh, it, it seemed like they were, they were kind of, I, I like how they had, like, the, you know, the, the help group. You know, and you had the Russo, uh, yeah, yeah, Joe Russo, yeah, Joe Russo in there, and uh, he's a, he's officially the first LGBT character in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's openly what it like LGBT yeah. character. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I I thought that those those scenes in general, I thought were all they did a good job of like, you know, kind of giving you the setting of it being five years nobody and when we see like in the trailers those kind of those kind of shots of like you know no man's land you mm-hmm. think that that's immediately after right yeah it's five years and it makes more sense that it's five years yeah because you're like because you know less people to maintain things less people do like you no know, like it, it, it yeah you would you lost half population you would you wouldn't be able to keep up the way keep up with certain things that you've been doing on earth so it made sense that things would kind of fall to the wayside that the Mets baseball team just wouldn't be a thing, apparently. <laughs> we just snapped half of a, of existence away. Yeah, I mean, no, I I thought that um, those quieter moments were were uh, were needed um, to tell the story again of, of Thanos's impact. So I, I thought that was important because if you don't really give us those moments of 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 what the impact is, I don't know if the emotional weight of them finally winning really works i don't know if the weight of natasha's death works you know like there are a lot of things about how they set up going into that the, the toward the end of the second act and then the third act that i don't know if if they they carry the same weight uh from an individual movie standpoint i'm not even talking about you know just like in a vacuum but just uh or rather you know on a large scale in terms of the all all these movies you've seen but just in this individual movie uh, those those characters had to go through certain arcs, and you have to go through those arcs with those quieter moments. Natasha trying to put these troops together, but barely being able to hold it together because she realizes that not only is this a losing battle, but that the person that the only person left on Earth that really she considers family is out murdering people. Um, you know, Tony with his family and seeing how much that life meant to him. It, all that you need it to get to where you get to. So. Um, so the, the, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed that they, they that element in terms of the post five years. In terms of the actual time travel element, time travel is wonky. Um, to me, I, I'm I feel like there are definitely probably places you could poke and say, okay, how does this make sense? How does this work? I think the Russo did the best job they could 
And I, I agree. Where I guess it was Shan who said it. Th- that that element of it, I think, is part that you kind of have to suspend disbelief and kind of just follow the movie, because um, there are plenty of stuff that happens at the end that I think are, are definitely big question marks in terms of how that would even work or, or why that would have went the way it did. Um, how they pretty much ended the idea of the butterfly effect and and and, and there being you know effects in your universe or you would be creating a new universe that could be very different than the universe you had they threw a lot of those rules out of the window to tell a story that was easier to follow doesn't mean that necessarily was the the perfect time travel element to it but they kind of made up for breaking the rules with like what they gave us and um seeing the return of tilda swinton which how they kept that under wraps i have no idea we've heard so many leaks so many rumors about this movie and the fact that they kept uh, Tilda Swinton's role being in this movie under rats, I don't know. How they kept Natalie Portman appearing in this movie under rats, I don't know. But I'm so glad they did because, like I said before, by the time you do the five-year jump and then you realize, okay, we're going in the past, you realize anything is possible. So when you see these characters come up, you get excited because you're wondering what are going to be the elements to this movie that I didn't see coming that we end up seeing. Natalie so, Portman was actually at the red carpet premiere. I totally didn't put two and two together. I would have never expected that she was going to be in the movie. They had everyone at the red carpet premiere, yeah, like like Cloak and Dagger, yeah. Olivia Holt, yeah. and, and, the, and the brother that plays, you know, Dagger uh, Cloak. He was also at. The, they had everyone who's ever been any yep. any associated with Marvel was was there, right. so you wouldn't have known. Yeah, I kind of feel like with what they they gave us, they didn't feel like it was a missed opportunity uh, in regards to to Coulson and the Agents of oh, Shield. Yeah. That was going to be a question I was going to ask for you guys later on was. How is this going to affect Agents of Shield? Is this going to affect uh, Agents of Shield? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't even touch yeah, I I feel like they'll probably try to. They'll, they'll not, reference it probably, but they won't really attack it. I don't think. Yeah, I think a five year jump in Agents of Shield is possible though. I think that's I think that would be cool. I think that's possible, but I, I, in terms of going deeper into it, I don't know. But I, I kind of was hoping we would see Colson in this movie, especially when they went to New York. I was a little surprised they didn't go <laughs> yeah, that true. route. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw him in Captain Marvel, so it's not like... But, like, you want to see him interact with the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I even thought, like, at the end, by the time you get to the end, I, I again, I, I thought seeing Quake and Coles, and I like, seeing those people I thought would have... Because at that point, that's not, like, you no know, Doctor Strange is summoning anyone who's protected the galaxy. And yeah. In fact, I was kind of hoping we would have gotten... We could have gotten the Defenders, honestly. That, that, so that's the thing, yeah... They must have had real issues, because how could you... That seemed like the perfect moment to put the Defenders in there and your TV characters in there, and they didn't do that. There must be some... I reason. think they thought about it. They you definitely you think, about it. What, what you, why do you think it didn't happen? Then? I think, you know, it's contracts and legal stuff. I I, I like They're I think the, the Russo was thought about it. And I think once, like, I think it got to Feige's level. I think it got to... Even Feige probably thought about it. And then it got to Iger's level, and, you know... Ike Perlmutter and the other, uh, you know, all that stuff. I think Jeff a little, we got a little fuzzy, got a little, <laughs> got a little blurry, and I, I think it didn't happen. But there, I think there's no way they didn't consider because that for that that, cause, that moment because that's a missed opportunity. Because like in theory, like obviously Spider Man's work with them, but like what's different between Spider Man and Daredevil? What they what they like historically have done like nothing. Besides more, more like Iron Man, no one's seen Spider Man and watch those shows. What do you mean? Like those more pe- the fans. No, I'm I'm talking like in the MCU, like for like 
like besides like their familiarity with Spider-Man, like, like oh yeah, like just like like power they, level, like, like what they've what yeah, they've accomplished. What they've accomplished. Yeah, no, the defenders haven't accomplished less than Spider-Man. Yeah. So like, what Spider-Man? That's why I said like, to help. Why not have Quake? Spider-Man like, Quake could have definitely been. <laughs> Quake has done more. She's a Shield agent. Quake has done more than any of those people. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I did feel like that was a, a bit of a misstep, but the fact that though when they went to try and prepare that they 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 and that I, what I enjoyed about it so much was they did they went with stuff that you just wouldn't have expected. Again, you wouldn't expect, I wouldn't I didn't expect a Tilda Swinton confrontation regarding the eye of the Agamotto, which is of course the uh, time gem. I wouldn't have expected a trip to Asgard dealing with Thor's mother. But those were um those were they also made sense in regards to the story because Tilda was great in kind of showing the audience why what they're doing is very dangerous and could end up ruining people's lives and Frida was necessary to fix Thor you know what I'm saying like you couldn't like you could like they served their purpose they weren't just great callbacks for great callbacks they all still serve their purpose now of course going to you know uh the the fight the battle for New York now that was a little more okay well this is just this was the biggest moment Avengers had, so going back to that was going to be great. But even the even the, the the story elements that were surprising, they actually made sense with the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I enjoyed those uh, those moments as well, especially the that Tildos win. I mean, I feel like, um, I mean, I feel like her conversation with Banner, um, Banner slash Professor Hulk, which I mean that's a whole other discussion. Professor Hulk being in this yes, movie, we'll <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I thought her inclusion was was fantastic. Um, I mean, I was a big fan of the Doctor Strange movie. I mean, I recommended it to basically everyone that I that I knew that they should go see Doctor Strange because I love that movie. Um, and I think that was, uh, I think it was. I don't know. I just feel like they handled that so well. And I think it shows that the Russos are really in touch with everything that happened in this universe. They're, yeah, not, just, they're, they're, they're not just Captain America guys. Yeah, they're detail-oriented gentlemen. Yeah. You can see that with this movie. And to me, how awesome was it, the the revelation that like the Ancient One knew years before who Doctor Strange was going to be. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and knowing, well, right now he's doing surgery. Because like that's not established. And in, in you're Doctor like, you Strange, must be right? from the future because that doesn't. Him being the Doctor Strange doesn't happen. The Doctor right. Strange that you know doesn't happen for years. Right. Like, even like giving that part of that character who's long gone now, still giving that character they like adds so much to the ancient one. Yeah, adding more to the ancient one, and making them making making just how much of a beast this person was. Uh, it was just and then great. to set up that like, oh yeah, like. You think she's a beast? Like, Doctor Wait Strange is going to be the best. Because she, she was stunned at the idea that Doctor Strange would be careless in his right. decision making. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and it's impossible. And then instead of instead of realizing, wow, he made a bad mistake and was careless, she just thought, oh, I'm wrong right now. I'm yeah. making a mistake right. right now. I can't. I got to give this to you because if he did it, he's the best of all of us. Like, like again, you talk about setting up a future, and we'll talk about what is being set up for the future from this movie. That was that was also really important you know what i was i was afraid of when you know she had that moment of realization i was like because because again at that point i didn't know what the russos were going to do i was like so is she now going to be like oh well i can't give dr strange the time stone or i can't make him the sorcerer supreme if he's just going to give it to some mm. some dictator i didn't think i that thought that's what, when she but, said 
that maybe I was wrong. I thought yeah. I thought she meant like yeah, I, I, was wrong she was like, on, I was wrong about stream. Yeah, I thought you. I thought. And then yeah, she that's gave me something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was there like, I was like, dang, yo, the Russo just Russo just just like, yo. I didn't think she was gonna do anything drastic. I thought I think I thought she was just like, man, like I'm about to mess up with strange and she's doing stupid stuff yeah right. i think she meant in that like in that conversation she realized that she yeah was exactly right and wow what what the future holds with dr strange when you set him up like that um yeah we'll, we'll talk more about dr strange future probably later we'll so what do we so, so what do we make of the let's go through the time heist so let's start we're in new york so let's start with new york we kind of talked a lot about uh the banner uh ancient one conversation so we can kind of table that what what did you make of the Battle for New York element of the time heist? I think that is uh, the best. I think that's the, obviously the best part to me of the time heist for me. I agree with that. I mean, I think that I feel like there was. Um, uh, personally, I feel like there was the most substance there and the most nostalgia. I mean, the Avengers movie is kind of like. Uh, of the peaks of the Marvel Universe, I feel like this is a peak and that is a peak. Agreed. I feel like those are the two peaks of, the, of this universe so far. I, I, would, I would throw Civil War, personally. I think Civil War could be a third peak, I would say. I think Civil War could probably be, like, a third peak. Yeah. Or like a Only because, like, it, once they introduce Spider-Man, like, that's a... Well, yeah, that's true. And Black Panther, like, that's a whole nother, like... That was a game changer for me, but... Um, but, yeah, I feel like going back to that time was just... It was just... You had to. Yeah. And, like, they... To start off with, like... The, the most, probably the scene in the MC that gave people the most chills, which is that, that Avengers, you know, pan through of each character. Yeah. Like, yep. to start off, that, that's where we're going to drop you? Like, oh, man. Only thing it was missing was they didn't play the music that it played during the movie. Like, if we would have played the theme song with that, oh, man. We're talking about getting flashbacks. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I thought that was, I, I, agree, I agree. I thought that was the most, uh, uh, that was definitely the most impactful um, uh time heist sequence that we saw i mean there's so many memorable moments from that um there's the hail hydra mm. from captain america the elevator the elevator scene captain america again there Stay is on the show. um there's the hydra guys coming in and taking the scepter and uh you know it, it's just like i can't you, help but wonder what actually like like now that that is part of the canon of what happened in that movie like what what did they do like yeah. what? Like well, I, I'm now curious. Like, okay, what did uh, what's the the bald agent, the bald Sidwell? Like, Sidwell. Sidwell. Like, yeah. what did Sidwell do with that? Stuff? I mean, we know he gave him away because like eventually he gets a fury and stuff. But like, like, like what? What did they do with that? Clearly, them being together and, and wanting to be the people handling Scepter and Red Robert Redford, you know, the secretary wanting to be the person handling the the Tesseract. Like, you know, what were they even plotting? Is something that I, now I'll always be curious about. Yeah. You know, so we, I mean, we had that, we had, uh, you know, Tony and, and, uh, uh, Scott and Scott trying to get the Tesseract and they had their plan and they fail for that and they fail and, you know, they, they don't succeed in trying to do that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The fight scene between Captain America and Captain America. Oh yeah. And the fight scene between Captain America and Captain America. Yeah. I I think there were probably some missed opportunities in that, but, um, like what? Oh, uh, yeah, good question. Yeah. I don't know. There were just things when when it happened, like, I just envisioned, like, I thought, you know, I guess, you know, present day, Cap probably didn't want to, like, say too much, 
you know, or but I thought like they could have, he could have probably could have had a conversation with him and said like this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm happening, this is what's happening, like, and he probably would have reasoned with him first of all, but um, instead of having to fight him, but um, yeah, you know, probably could have explained the Bucky thing more, like, you know, again, it probably you know, you know, time is a delicate thing, they might have been one of those things, but uh, it it, it was it was a, it was a good scene, I think. It, you know, it just could have been a little better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Um, I, again, I think some of the stuff they they had to sacrifice a little bit too because it was there was a lot that coming time. in the end. So like, could they have maybe given a little more to it? Yeah, but like, I think the revelation of seeing him like run into Captain America it was like really awesome. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they even gave us that was crazy. Yeah, uh, and just kind of seeing. Uh, I think even seeing, like, the Avengers in their early stages kind of, like, you know, interacting with each other were really cool. Like, you know, you know, wasn't they making Hulk take the stairs and just the conversations, the little exchanges between Thor and Tony Stark from that point in time, like, were really funny. Like, I, I just thought that I agree that that was, uh, I agree, I first brought it up. That, that was a, my favorite part of the time heist. I, but I also, I, I probably enjoyed it more than most people. I really enjoyed the Thor stuff. Um... Thor going to see his mother um, and being so out of it, but his mother kind of being able to give him the perspective he needed, I thought was so important because one, uh, one oh, awesome, was one, I think that it made sense that that would be the only person that would be able to kind of get him together. Because right. there are multiple moments where you think that, you know, someone has told him something that allowed him to maybe get back on his feet. You know, Banner at least lets him get on the ship, but... When he gets to Avengers Tower or you know Avengers Facility, he's still the Thor that was in New Asgard, fat and drinking beer. Um, when Rocket has to kind of smack him in the face, man, hey, get it together, man! I lost family too. We got to get it together. Even that still doesn't work. Like it, the only thing that got him that was his mother, and then he cared so much about his mother, and his mother being able to kind of put that perspective of you know you can't, you guys, start trying to be who you're supposed to be and, and being who you are, and. I, I enjoyed those moments. Frida is one of my favorite MCU characters, so I, I enjoyed seeing her return. And it was, again, another really awesome callback. And, yeah, I, I mean, that was uh, another element of the story I enjoyed as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree I agree with that, too. Did you guys enjoy the Thor? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big, you know, thing they did with Thor, making him how he was. I mean, they didn't have to do it. Some people, I've seen people make the, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, the Iron Man 3 uh, Mandarin comparisons Man- with, with, with Thor. Mm, interesting. I, I, I can't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Because, like, it's not like they teased, yeah, like, Thor true. being, exactly. like, the guy. Like, they came <laughs> into this movie like, Thor versus Thanos, like this Thor, the <laughs> round you know, two, round two, like then that, that'd be a little different, you know. Like honestly, like another, uh, almost like a more similar thing would have been like the Hulk not being in Infinity War. That's almost like this is also like kind of like the mm-hmm. Mandarin, yeah. Um, but no, I can't say that. Um, I will say that it was unnecessary. You know, I I, I, I agree. I go unnecessary. You know, it it didn't hurt the movie. Like I said, I, I gave this movie a lot of rope. Because of how good it was, and because well, how much they built up, like there's a lot of things they could have done that I wouldn't have blinked. But like, could you have done this movie with Thor just being Thor? Yeah, it could have been. And to me, like, what, what? And to me, and maybe because maybe because they felt they needed the humor, 
Like I said earlier, you didn't even have to do the physical like, appearance. You right, could have just been mentally broken. Right, and I think the, the physical appearance I think is supposed to come. That's the, where the humor comes in. Right. Um. But again, I kind of maybe because I'm I was so locked into this movie and so locked into these characters, I kind of even though those lines he had were funny and the elements were funny, I still was more depressed. I felt sad for this man. I, mean, I felt sad for him in in uh, Infinity War. Uh. So. I don't know if the humor really worked as well for me because I was more concerned about, man, this guy is not, he's in really bad shape. Like, and him being, looking like this is part of that. So, I don't want to say it was a, I think Kendall's word from was perfect. I thought it was unnecessary. It wasn't bad because it, 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 it helped, it did help the movie. It had a purpose. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to do something for the sake of doing it. This is a movie that, besides that, and maybe Scott Lang has, and, you know, and Rocket is funny. But like they don't. Besides that, there's really no humor. Is element about this. This is a very serious movie. So without that thing, I don't know how much it takes away a lot of the humor from this movie. So I understand why they did it. But I agree. I don't and know. The Hulk's pretty funny. Right. I, I think they had enough to where I, I think that it, you could have told the story of this man being depressed, and it's still it wouldn't. I think it would have been dark, but I think you could. I think it would have been fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think it was necessary at all. Um... It didn't bother me at all either, so I agree with you guys as well. It's not something that was like, oh, this is taking away from my enjoyment of the movie. Like, it really didn't at all. Um, I think comparing it to Mandarin is very extreme. That's probably, are those like Thor diehard saying that? I mean, I, like, I, what I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've seen people say, yo, this is just like you, but I've seen people say, you know, this is reminiscent of other Marvel random pulling the plug away from you or pulling the rug off on you similar to the Mandarin. Um, like I've seen that. It was executed. I've seen that referenced as a, an example of this is what Marvel has done. I don't know if okay. I've seen a direct reference of yo, what they did to Thor was like the man. I don't know if I'd say I've seen <laughs> people go that far. I'm just saying that people have have have, have called back to that as being this is going to be another example of Marvel uh, pulling out the rug from underneath people that maybe didn't want it to happen because uh. people clearly didn't want the Mandarin thing to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it didn't bother me that much. Um, I'm almost certain, not even almost, I'm certain, that Thor, they're going to have Thor get back in shape for the next movie. For sure, I agree. You know, he's not, you know, he's not, this isn't something that's going to be forever, you know, so if anyone's freaking out about this, they shouldn't be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought Chris Hemsworth was funny. I feel like he could have been funny without that gut. Cause I agree, just, too. I think they could have just wrote he's him. He's a really good actor. A, he's a good actor, and yeah. he can pull off that kind of comedy pretty easily. Um, but... Uh, hey, they chose to give him give him the gut, and I I thought it was funny. I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I mean, I think he could have done without it, but he he played the role marvelously. I, and shout out to Billy Torres from the Throwing Tales podcast. He mentioned because uh, I watched this movie twice. This is my uh, first time watching it with him and and the rest of the Throwing Tales podcast crew. Uh, he mentioned also that he thought that that was an avenue to nerf Thor because Thor after what happened with Ragnarok and how we saw him at the end of Infinity War that someone like him being with the rest of his crew that there was no way like he mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to kill Thanos without any Infinity Stones. Right, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I think there's a chance that that's the case. I also feel like as powerful as Thor was, I think that I think I don't want to say we're overrating how powerful he was because we still got to remember it wasn't like he just pulled up and said, yo, Thanos, let's fight. And then they fought, and he was about to kill him. Like, he took Thanos very much by surprise 
and then got him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he was very powerful even before when he fought him on the ship, and Thanos wiped the floor with everyone on that ship. And that was with only one Infinity Stone. So I I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go for certain and say, oh, yeah, he definitely um, – there definitely was a reason just to nerf him. But I think there's a chance. Because now, okay, that fight scene, I mean, he was still, him and Thanos were still going toe-to-toe, but it, it seemed a lot more even, especially yeah. when you know Thanos I mean, is fighting and, without any stones. And, you know, for that second fight, he had Stormbreaker. Remember, when he was on the ship, he didn't have his hammer. That's his true, hella, too. hella broken. That's true, too. Yeah, he didn't even have Stormbreaker. He had nothing. He didn't have Stormbreaker. He didn't have Mjolnir. He didn't yeah. have anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? There's plenty of reasons why they could have done it. I, I could see why people could look at that and say, eh, but... I, Again, I, I I think that there was a the reason for why I did it I can pass for. I do agree, Kendall, it was a little probably a little unnecessary. Before we get to the other parts of the heist, what do we how what did you guys make of part two of the New York heist, which included uh Tony and, and Steve going to New Jersey, the birthplace of Iron Man. And realizing that their only chance is to get back the uh which stone is a test right? That's a space space stone. Um, the only plan they had was to actually find a time where uh, Pym and Howard Stark were, or at least Pym and the, and the Tesseract were together, so that they could, uh, so that they could they could nab it, and still find a way to get back to their normal time because everyone had one uh, round trip in terms of going in the past. I thought it was cool. Um, it was cool seeing Tony interact with his father. Mm. Um, it was cool to see that that Stanley cameo was really cool. Yeah. Um, there's one more, right, with Spider Man, for Stanley. Is that it? I thought that was oh, it. That was the only one I saw. No, no, I'm saying is that the last one he's ever gonna have. I said he has one more with Spider Man, right? Oh. Um. I mean, I don't. I, know. I forgot. I'm not I know sure. They said, but I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. I um, imagine we'll see. Like, there will be a way though. Cameo, cameo, probably still in all these. Maybe just not physically, but. Mm. I right. imagine you know they can through his, they can put his voice in movies and stuff. But. Yeah, they could probably have some way to to still use his likeness, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I definitely uh, I thought it was okay, honestly. It was a pro- it was probably the slowest part of the movie for me. I agree. Or the part where I was least engaged, even though I was still engaged, but I wasn't like the rest of the movie. I was like on the edge of my seat, like waiting to see what happens. There, I was like, okay, I know they're gonna get the stone. And then they had it. They had the Tesseract. And then Tony was just kind of talking with his father. And Cap was just kind of looking at Peggy through the glass or whatever. And it's like, okay, you know. So I thought that scene was okay. Yeah. For me, it was just kind of, it seemed like it was kind of necessary for, uh, for foreshadowing. You know, I like, it was necessary to kind of foreshadow what ends up happening to Tony, what ends up happening to Cap. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree that it, it was very it was kind of slow. Um, in the moment, I thought they would do more with that scene as well. Like I thought that I thought they'd have a little more trouble than they did. Yeah, they, it, like the trouble came and then it, they dodged it. Like I thought Stark, I thought Howard Stark was gonna realize that Tony was like trying to one up him or something. They didn't do that, um, which I, I especially by the end of the movie, you understand why. Like they don't they didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I thought, we probably could have gotten you know a Peggy, you know Tony scene or a Peggy uh, Rogers scene, but you know 
by the end of the movie, you also understand why they decided to do that or right. not do that. So yeah, um, you know, in the moment, I thought that there were some missed opportunities, but it kind of comes full circle by the end. Yeah, I almost wonder if there was a weak part of the movie. I don't want to say it was a weak part because the performances in those scenes are really good, but I, I do wonder if there's any way they could have brought a little more pep in the movie. Because I agree, to me, I think they're necessary. But those scenes remind me of Thor making Stormbreaker in event Infinity War. When we did Infinity War, that's Oof, a, that's a, that, 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 that to me, Thor making why? Strong. Strong in that is too harsh? Or strong you think that, yeah, that Stormbreaker and Stormbreaker were good? I, I, well, I thought those were, I thought the Stormbreaker scenes were kind of boring, right? Yes. I, I mean, I thought these were like, well, because these involved yeah. like Howard Stark. Well, I don't mean, yeah, I don't mean, I don't mean in the quality of them. I mean more in how they served a purpose that was necessary, but perhaps could have been executed better to give us more. That's what I, I, I enjoy these scenes way more than I enjoy. So I, I didn't really enjoy the Stormbreaker scene that much, which I talked about on this show before. Um, that was a part of the movie was like, oh, okay, we're kind of dragging here. This part of the movie, I still felt we were kind of dragging, though I, like, seeing Tony talk to his dad was really awesome. Like, I don't know if it was that, that much awesome about the Stormbreaker scene. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and seeing, you know, Steve run into, almost run into Peggy. I mean, those were all scenes that were important. Seeing Hank Pym, I mean, this scene was way better than that scene. I'm not comparing them in that regard. I'm comparing them to them kind of being necessary evils within their own movies in that. right, right, right. They had to be there because they had to set up what they wanted to set up for the end, but but for being perhaps, honest, but they, perhaps they could have done it a little better. For the Stormbreaker, I would say they should cut it a lot shorter. For this, I think they again. I thought they there was not enough danger. Really, what's going on? Like, right. I, I thought I agree. I thought, honest, I thought Howard realized that oh he's trying to steal the Tesseract. That never happened. I thought yeah. Catman had to fight some military dudes. That didn't happen. There was no action in any of those scenes. They, they all didn't have to have. Scenes. They really didn't have to have that scene. I think they they chose to include it because they wanted Howard Stark. They wanted that Howard Stark Tony yeah, conversation. They wanted the the right. Peggy, you know, Rogers tease. Yeah, you know, that's exactly because I mean, why they could have yeah. you know Loki didn't have to get the Tesseract. You know, they didn't have to screw no. up. They could have that could have went successful, and then yeah. they don't get that because the because the big thing. I mean, yes, it was kind of good to see oh they actually did fail in one of them right, right. like that that did serve a purpose to say like hey this is a really hard thing to do and they screwed up in one of the parts but really the the big reveal for them which we'll get to soon is is the, when they come back and natasha's not there so you're right like that wasn't really that needed in the grand scheme of things in terms of just like the story of them getting stones but that was that was, we now know was for other foreshadowing we get it necessary evil it had good moments but I agree. To me, that was that was probably the slowest part of the move for me. Yeah, part their, of, yeah. Their reasoning for doing that was for setting up the ending. Yeah. Where you know, because Tony gets that kind of, um, he gets that closure with his father, mm-hmm. where he's like, "Listen, you did a hell of a job," and da da da, and and all that stuff. And you know, Cap sees Peggy, and he's kind of realizing this, and you know, I he realizes out. that I'm missing out on this. Right. He's like, I'm missing out on this life that I could be having with her. So it's 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 just more scenes setting I, that up. Am I the only one that thought that she that they didn't uh, they should have made her look a little older? So that was 1970, right? 1970. That was 1970. Yeah, yeah. When I watched it the first time, I thought they should have. And now, when you ask me again, I'm like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I um, mean, she would have been like, at least found, in found her 50s. Found the fountain of youth. 
Yeah, she she would have been yeah yeah at the very least in her late fifties. And if we're talking like if she was that high in the military in the forties, she probably was in her thirties. Right. Or at least late twenties. Yeah, she, she could have been. She wasn't a private. Yeah, so she she right. could have been late fifties, sixties, and she looked like she was thirty five. Yeah, she looked. I like thought she was maybe early forties. When I first watched it, yeah, I thought, maybe. oh, she's too young. Then I watched it again. I was like, okay, they did try to do a little bit. She looked uh, like yeah. she could maybe be like forty one, forty two, but that that's not enough. Right. Like still, still would be nowhere near where they should have been. Yes, I agree. like. She probably yeah, should have looked like closer to how she looked in Ant Man, or at least in yeah. between. Like if they would have done the Ant Man, I would have bought it. I'd have been like, that's fine. Yeah, I you, agree. Know, you could have made her probably a little less gray, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're all in agreement on that. Yep. Um, so uh, before we get to the, the reveal, well, no, let's let's go to Hawkeye and 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 them now because I think Nebula sets up Thanos. We can talk about Thanos. Um. The Hawkeye, Hawkeye and what's the name going to Vormir, Hawkeye and uh, and um and, and Black Widow, they realize there that they that, that it's gonna be someone's gotta sacrifice themselves, someone's gotta uh, lose something they love, a soul for a soul to get this stone. What did you guys think it was gonna be Natasha? I mean, what's interesting is that like when they like when they set up like yeah we're gonna go to Vormir to get the. You know, Soul Stone. I, I, it didn't like cross my mind. You know, neither did I. Like, and then like when you see like them, act, you see like those two going to to do it. Then you realize, and you realize where they're going. You're like, oh yeah, well one of them's gonna, <laughs> one of them's gonna die. So initially, I'm like, well, the first thing that runs through my head is like they're not gonna kill Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, she's a she's a money maker. You know, obviously Hawkeye has you know been the expendable one for 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 the, for the entire decade. Um... But then, then I thought like, well, Scarlet Witch has a movie, or Scarlett uh, Johansson, Black Widow has a movie coming out that, you know, is likely going to be set in, as a prequel. So, and Hawkeye has a TV show coming out that's supposed to be with his daughter. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you're going to do that if, if if he's not around. So, from that perspective, I, I assumed once we got to the moment that like, yeah, somehow Black Widow is going to be the one that falls. Uh, I didn't know who's going to fall. Um, I mean, I was, this is another scene where I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, I would have come to the same conclusions. I just wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know who was going to go. And I was, uh, you know, I guess it, it, but I was surprised. I mean, it goes to show like how strong, how deep their bond was. Yeah. I do wish they know? kind of, I mean, throughout the, they've hinted at it and they've, they've, but I do wish they probably would have showed more of that, like throughout these movies. Yeah, to really understand. Maybe we'll get. I mean, I don't know if it will be in Black Widow at all, but like, yeah, I, do I mean, they, they, I mean, the guy said. I mean, Red Skull is like you gotta give up what you love the most in this world. Yeah, so, I always I mean, feel. I, like, I do feel. Like I, th- I think. Left. I think for them though, I think for what was left, though, that, that would have been it. Though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, which that again, that's a that's a very deep bond, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that was unfortunate. I think that the Russos did their best with what they were giving because they they alluded to obviously you know Natasha being heartbroken by what Ronan became. Right. Um, yeah. You know that you know when they went when they ended up going and and even the little nods of like you know this isn't like Budapest and them being so thrilled to be in space like it was clear to me that oh this was like another adventure for them and they they just they're just really 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 close they're like family right and it's unfortunate that you know other movies neglected that storyline that was clearly trying to be set up for it. It, it still worked it was still an emotional scene um, it's probably outside of the end the most emotional scene. Of the movie, it's, it's the most emotional scene in the movie before anything in the final act. Uh, 
And what an awesome thing that they allowed that to happen because Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy Renner, I think of the Avengers, have been the most neglected of the OG team. Particularly Renner, but yeah. But, I mean, then who's next? It's Widow. You know, Hulk and Thor and Iron Man and Cap have gotten plenty of screen time, plenty of attention. That that Those two have been most neglected. So for them to get that powerful scene, I just really, I really was happy that that happened. Because, obviously, you know, they had to get the most powerful scene to Tony Stark. But, like, still, like, the fact that, you know, they had a scene that mattered. And, and Hawkeye had a had a had a arc that mattered in this movie. I, I enjoyed that they gave them that respect. They deserved it. They've put so much put time into this and they're so important to it. It felt like Natasha's death was again earned because of what they did with this movie. What did you try? I know you want to talk a lot about Roman. What did you make of what did you want to say about Roman? What did you make of what happened with him? Um I love what they did with Hawkeye in this movie. Hawkeye slash Ronan. I thought this um I thought Hawkeye really got this was like his movie. He's, he's, he's been the running joke for a while, you know? <laughs> Which is funny because um, they, they kind of tried to do that in the Age of Ultron. They tried to kind of make it a lot of his movie, right. introducing his family, things like that. Yeah. It just didn't uh, work. work. Yeah, it didn't really work. I mean, it, it helped set up this movie right. very well, but it didn't work too, so much for that movie. Um, but, yeah, I love this storyline. I mean, that one shot with him in, in Japan I thought was really cool. Um I mean, I thought, I thought that, uh, I thought his scenes on Vormir, and um, uh, really just the, the rest of his scenes. You know, even this, even the scene when he went back, he was a test person to go back in time, mm-hmm. and he saw his family again, yeah. and then he just vanished again. So he got a lot of, uh, he got a lot of time to shine here, and I thought his storyline was really, really well done. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I thought. The Hawkeye storyline was cool. Um, you know, I don't think we can make the case anymore. You said that he's like the forgotten Avenger. That he's an afterthought. Yeah. You know, or that he's the guy that's, you know, yeah, first chance they're going to make him evil. They're going to make him brainwashed. They're going <laughs> to make him a clone, a scroll. Like, he's always been the first. <laughs> first chance. The first person, the first candidate for all that. You know, you know, he finally was given that. And that's also why I didn't think that he would be the one. You know, like. Like, not, they can't do that again. Like, if they do that again, it'll almost look like a meme. Like, right, you know, right, this guy, right. like, always the guy getting the short end yeah. of the stick. So, uh, yeah, I think they did a good job with, with the Hawkeye's kind of... I, I do wish that they would have... There's so much with this movie. This movie could have been, like, three three parts as opposed to two. Like, there's, like I yeah. we could have gotten, like... The last act could have been a movie. Yeah, you know, like, the five-year gap, you know, you could... I would, like... Yeah. What like what was Hawkeye doing? You know what was Ronan doing? Like I mean, he was what, he was Ronan's last Punisher. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> seemed like. Like what like got him to that point? But like where where did the deterioration start? Like what, right. what was his motives? Like they didn't really explain any of that. We, we was like yeah, he's going off the rails. Which you could do that when you do a, a flash forward. But um, yeah, there's so much that we still need to learn. And maybe we will in the show. He'll, right, we'll talk about it. He'll talk about it. Yeah, he is gonna because he has, he even talked about like yeah, I've done some stuff. You know, well he's yeah, I mean well, we know and we know he's, he's, he he's been jump. killing people. You know, you know, uh, Rhodey kind of explains what seems like a harrowing scene in Mexico with a bunch of dead drug lords, and then we see him in Japan offing everyone. Um, it's funny to see a character like that, and I don't feel that anger that I felt with like Batman killing people because. 
they took a character that does kill people and, and made him that character, you know? Yeah. Um, and Hawkeye is someone who, who has veered on the sides of gray at times, and this was him. And for being honest. Off the deep end because he lost his family. Yeah, if, yeah, if we're being honest, it's, it's, it's within the story. For like, sure. That's not hit that. Like, if he was doing that in Avengers 1, I'd be like, man. What's going like, on? Why why right. they make Hawkeye exactly. so, so, so right. violent? But, like, obviously it's not his character, but in the, the progression of the story, like, it was an apocalyptic universe. Yeah. Apoc- an apocalyptic reality. It's not impossible that he he would turn into Ronin. Yeah. Um. So, last stone before we get to the final act. This was, uh, I saved it for last because it kind of lets us talk about Thanos a little bit in our reintroduction to 2014 Thanos. Um, it's Rhodey and, and, and uh, Nebula, who I got to give a shout out. Um, to the actors that plays uh, Nebula, because Karen Gillan. Yeah, Gillan. Because I, I, I would say again, another character, kind of an afterthought, <laughs> a lot of these movies, uh, given so much, and she was so instrumental and in playing two versions of the character and being very uh, believable in both of them. Seeing her arc from the first time we saw her, maybe introduced to that character in this movie, and then seeing how she was on that ship with Tony, or uh, how she was kind of talking with the Avengers and. Those scenes where she's trying to convince, uh, uh, you know, Gamora about the fact that you know we can't follow through with Thanos' plan. He's evil. Like seeing that growth and that performance was really awesome. So she deserves a big shout out. But um, but through their adventure in getting uh the stone that 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 it was taken by Peter Quill, they uh, Thanos and, and the Nebula of twenty fourteen is able to show the messages of. The, uh, in the consciousness and in the memory of Nebula from 2019, or I guess 2024. Um, did you guys think that was a good way to introduce this Thanos? Because we didn't, we know he was killed off. So we didn't know how or if he was even going to be a part of the story. The way he was ended up being a very big part of, of the final act. Did you like how he was introduced using Nebula as a way? That's an avenue to get him. Well, get we him talked into the about the biggest twist. Being, you know, the. Well, what do we say was the biggest twist in this movie? Uh, the biggest twist being Thanos getting his head chopped off. Yep, yeah, Thanos getting his head chopped basically. off. Basically. Yeah, we talked about Thanos <laughs> getting his head chopped off. Within the first 15 minutes. Being yeah. the biggest twist in this movie. Well, I would say the, the second biggest twist is, like, Nebula giving Thanos, like, the plot, or giving Thanos the plan. From the future Avengers, mm-hmm. out of her own yeah. eye, like that, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and um, that's what that's one of the things where I referenced where I talked about the writing group and uh, the Russos, like crafting the story, like to even think of that being like the beacon for Thanos reemerging as a villain, and the way they handled Thanos's like reaction to it, mm-hmm. and like, like I, I mean, I thought they handled all that perfectly you know like he like it, it shows you the way he like he's wired mm-hmm. um and like yeah i don't know i i, I, I obviously there's some things they had to explain with you know nebula how are they connecting two nebulas and like you know one they from the future they're using the same galaxy network yeah they're under the same network i mean it's kind of stuff you have to, again some stuff you just got to believe but uh, regardless, the the way the story worked out, I, I thought it was tremendous. Yeah, I thought it was done really well as well. Um, I mean, uh, the how the with how they introduced 
reintroduced Thanos into the plot. Um, I thought it was, again, like you said, Kendall, it was a very unexpected twist with how they would use Nebula for that. Um, I, kn- I mean, we knew he was going to be reintroduced via time travel. Um, I didn't think Nebula was going to be the nexus for that or like the, the way that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I did think that that was, uh, that was a pretty good twist. And I agree that Nebula's character was very, uh, uh, Karen Gillan did a very good job. I thought her, her character being so pivotal to the storyline was, uh, was very unexpected. Yeah. Me. This is an Avengers movie. We have a, a Guardians of the Galaxy side character slash villain playing just an absolute integral role in not only being able to get the stones because she's able to say where Thanos is to kill him, where the starting stones might be, but also then the former one being able to introduce Thanos into the actual story. Like she's like one of the most important characters of this what, movie. What, what I'll say is, and I, I don't know if this is controversial or not, oh, but don't it, get fired. Yeah, yeah don't, don't get fired. Get, don't get fired. But like, look. Marvel and Disney caught a lot of heat with the when the poster came out and you know Denai Guerrero wasn't on it. Right. People were like, "Yo, how are we not gonna put her on?" And even I was like, "Yo, that's, that's her a name one. wasn't on." It, to be clear, her yeah. she was on it. Her, her, her name was on. Yeah, fair her enough. Name was Lisa, yeah. Like, I mean, she's not in the movie that much. You know what I mean? I guess in theory, it, like, if she's on the poster, she, her name should be in the poster. But like, credit wise, like, I mean, she's got like a couple of lines. And a couple of teams, mm-hmm. like I, I like from the, from their perspective, they've seen the movie. Like they, I understand why they could like forget to put her in it, <laughs> right. you know. So I, I I would eat crow in that in that regard, you know. But I don't know. Again, maybe that's a controversial take. But I, mean, I, I only say that because yeah. like I looked at it and said like oh, we put Nebula in the thing, but we're not putting right. well, Nebula putting, ended up being but Nebula's a huge character in, right. in the movie, right? Yeah, I, yeah. There was I think, I think there are a lot of reasons why what happened happened. It would take us forever to break it all down. So I don't. We definitely don't have time for all that. But, uh, but yes, Nebula definitely ended up being a, a very integral character in this story, and I enjoyed how uh, Thanos was introduced. And I did agree also his thought process. And you know, when uh, Maul was like, "Oh, this is the future," he said, "No, this is my destiny." Like, even him thinking in this way was like, and then he sees his head chopped off. My destiny fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah this guy fulfilled. is like, like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, he's that, like, well, that's one of many moments in this movie that showed you how insane. Thanos like, Ebony Maul is kind of like, yes. like, this nope. Is, let me finish the clip. <laughs> like, basically, like, he's trying to say, like, yeah, see, yeah, I, I won. won. Yeah, he's he like, goes. no, no, no. Let me finish the clip. <laughs> he saw that. He was like, nah, yo, run it back, man. <laughs> we going to get these stones again. Run it back. No, but I, 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 yeah, I agree with that, Sham. Though there are a lot of moments where you. Like I said when we were driving back from the movie theater, that Thanos in the last movie, he realized he's a bad guy, he's evil. But like, he he he's so like grandiose, and he's so self righteous in his like in his mission that like sometimes it gets it can be lost how evil he is. In my opinion, this movie like because he knows like the end result, you actually actually end up seeing how evil he really is when you really he really starts to break down his thought process and how he felt about things and how um. How when he realized that the Earth Earth wasn't you know uh, being as grateful as they should have been for his actions that he was gonna take in joy and now just wiping everyone off the face of the universe right. that stuff was like wow yeah this guy is just he is the Mad Titan like that name makes sense it made sense before but boy did it make sense in this movie because he was 
saying some next stuff <laughs> throughout the entire film. So, uh, but yeah, Nebula, shout out to Gellum. I thought that she had one of the best performances in this movie. Um, so let, let's get to, uh, I think for, we can pretty much get to the final act at this point, guys. So, because mm-hmm. unless there's anything else we can bring about, because this is already the, the part of the movie that's really going to be a lot to, to dissect. So, right. one, um, they, 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 they get all the stones. They realize, of course, you know, Natasha was gone. They kind of come to the realization that they can't get her back, that that whole thing is, is wrapped up. Even though Thor says, "Well, look, if we were talking about space magic, we can get anybody back," and they're like, "Nope, not this, not this person, not the way we killed her this time." Um, what do we make of though uh, the final act when Thanos actually pulls up? We know Nebula, you know, you know, switches herself out. The old, new Nebula switches her out with the old Nebula so that she could uh, she could infiltrate and get Thanos and his ship onto uh, into 2019 and for him into the future, so that he can uh, retrieve the stones and in his eyes uh just recreate everything to me guys this final act was uh the greatest final act of a movie i've ever seen it is the greatest definitely the greatest final act of any action movie you know and if you want to put it together with all final acts in any movie i think it definitely deserves it but i mean i i had all every emotion possible watching these movies and and just for you know um just for reference, I watched this movie in New York City the first time on opening night, Thursday night, 7.30. And, guys, the the, the the last scene of that movie, you if you told me I was at MetLife Stadium for a Jets-Patriot game and that that wasn't Avengers, I would have been, oh, that makes sense. I mean, it was just electric. I've never felt anything like that seeing it, being in a movie theater. And... The fact that they were that the Russos and this story 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 writing crew were able to put that on screen, it's it's just it's a, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that you could get that kind of reaction from a final act of a movie. But it was it was it was tremendous. Any you guys can pretty much take it anywhere where you want to start. <laughs> <laughs> we start with Thor. I mean, we start with Thor. You know, uh, you know, changing up his appearance, getting ready for battle. We can talk about Cap. Wielding Mjolnir, you know, we can talk about when all the people come back. I mean, it's just so much to unpack. There's so much to unpack. Um, I echo your sentiments. I thought it was, this was definitely a, an incredible, fantastic final act um, uh, to this movie. Uh, I mean, even just from the start, you know, for me, uh, from the start with just Thanos showing up, and then having uh, his ship. What is, what is this ship called? What's the name of his ship? Uh, I forgot. All right, whatever. Uh, Thanos' <laughs> ship destroying the their headquarters. Yeah. Avengers HQ. Just completely obliterated. Didn't see that, co- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see that coming either. I'm just like, oh, that my God. That was the God. biggest you know, like, WTF moment for me in the movie. Like... I mean, really? I, I mean, he, he. I mean, he shot a couple of shots, and then he just he kept going. It's like, no, yeah. we're gonna destroy. I, I thought somebody was gonna entire die. Place. I was like, they're gonna kill somebody. Yeah, I was like, dad. Oh, like, I uh, thought Ant Man died. Right there, I was yeah. like, oh, he he's dead. Yeah, I he, I don't know how he survived. Yeah, that's one of the things where I was. That was one of the things I was like, they really they all survived that. A lot of humans there. They <laughs> <Yeah>. just nuked <laughs> Avengers Tower. But again, I gave this movie a lot of. Room. <laughs> Um, but yeah, even just to start there, I was like, wow, you gotta be kidding me. And then Thanos shows up and he tells them, he's like, no, I'm going to wait. And then, and then the fact that Tony was like, oh yeah, he's right here. 
And he's like, this is obviously a trap. He's just waiting for us. You know, but they're just like, so he's well, like I don't care. He's like, yeah. And then they're like, yo, we don't care. And it was just, ugh. And it wasn't right even a trap. Him. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, a trap. Darren was waiting for him to pull up. It wasn't, it wasn't a like, trap. He was like, come catch his fate. He was just waiting. I'm still getting these stones. <laughs> it don't matter what you do. That was, oh my, yo. That was just so crazy. The way he just sat down was he like. He just sat down. He's like, like, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, just go, go, go get him. Bring he's the like, stones whoever, to me. He's like, whoever's I'm gonna, left. I'm, I'm smoking whoever pulls up. We're going to be all right. Just, again, Thanos, Josh Brolin, just yeah, epic. Yeah, Josh Brolin did a fantastic Um job. Yeah, I mean, to me, what's crazy about that last act is just the fight scene alone of Cap, Iron Man, and Thor versus Thanos could have been a final act of the movie. The movie ended there, and for a while, I thought it might. I thought I, that scene was so incredible. I thought that, wow, this might this, they might just end like this. They might beat him, like, and it made sense. The Holy Trinity... The three big guys going one on one on three against the guy that ruined everything for them. This would be this would be a fitting revenge match, and it would be fitting to give these three this moment. And the the fight goes south, and you know you start to wonder, oh man, this ain't looking good. And then the cavalry comes, and that that cavalry. I mean, you want to talk about tears? When I cried, I I cried when those people came when. Black Lantern, Black Panther came out. Man, Black Panther, and and, and then it, Spider Man came out. The end. I was done. I was gone. The first time I watched the movie, I was, I was, I was gone. It was bad. That was just. <laughs> and then, and then again, I'm in New York City, so I mean, the crowd is going wild. I mean, it's they're going crazy for these appearances, and and then Captain America with the Avengers assemble, he grabs his hammer again. I mean, it's just that's just perfect. That's perfect filmmaking perfect yeah yeah i i thought it was absolutely fantastic i mean when he opened that first portal and black panther walks out with uh okoye and uh the other door and shuri and shuri, and shuri i was just like oh my god here they falcon come come flying in falcon comes flying in oh no no actually first when sam is like yeah sam talks Sam's to like, him cap you get cap, me on, on your left on your and i'm just like ah with your soldier out. Another Witch of Soldier callback. Yeah. And then the portal opens. I'm just like, man, my head is just blown up right now. That yeah. was insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I mean, yeah, that third act, um, certainly incredible. Um, like, you want to talk about, like, just constant chills? Like, I was just getting constant. I was, like, just chills for, like, a straight 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> I mean, there are, there are a countless number of moments. Um Obviously, them all coming back is is gonna be, you know. That's an a, iconic, iconic like movie moment. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's movies. It's like superheroes. Yeah, you could argue movies. That's movie. one of the most iconic moments in, in filmmaking to me. Um, like they the. I mean, for me, like I was I was watching to see I was waiting to see Spider Man and Spider Man comes in. He's the last one at the end. He he swings in. I'm like, ah, we got Spider Man. Right, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're back. Um. Yeah, nah. I mean, the the fact that like, and the other thing I thought about was like, at that point now I'm waiting. I'm like, Captain Marvel's got to show up now because like, I mean everyone's back. Like, right? You know, <laughs> she's the, she's the last. She's the missing piece. I thought she was gonna be the. I thought she was gonna be the catalyst that wins it, which didn't end up necessarily being the case. Which I thought was also an interesting twist. Good but, twist. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no. Yeah, this this uh, and that that's what's had to happen. It had to be that way because she wasn't in the movie long enough, right, to be the person who comes in and just saves the yeah. day. But right. she had a, a a significant enough part in the fight scene to where I think it's still. Oh yeah, she still she single-handedly took down that whole ship. Right, she took down, and then she was she was also giving Thanos work yeah. before he right. very smartly took out the space stone to punch her to get her get him the hell off, get her the hell off of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love Captain Marvel's inclusion in here. Um, I'm wondering if I want to say even more so than in her own movie. <laughs> but she was so powerful here. Like, I mean, taking it to Thanos, that's better than anything she did in Captain that, Marvel. That, that headbutt. She knows she knows sell that headbutt. Like, oh. I mean, there, there's so many scenes. I mean, to me, the the showdown between uh between Scarlet Witch and Thanos is also talk about chills for me and Scarlet was being like you took everything from me and Thanos the arrogant a-hole he is being like I don't know who the hell you are right and her just I mean they really they also displayed how powerful Scarlet Witch is but they did in Infinity War because right. remember I mean she's holding off Thanos while also destroying a, a soul the soul stone a mind stone rather um, while holding off someone who has four stones <laughs> like, so we, they did establish how strong she was, but I think maybe it still will get lost on people. So seeing her go one-on-one against Thanos, and she was winning that battle. Yeah, Thanos was done to the point where he was like, yo, just fire the cannons. And the general was like, what? He's like, yo, just do it, man. I'm, just fire the cannons. I don't care. Just, yeah. On my own people, I, I'm about to die. Like, man, that was that was crazy. Um, the team-ups. I mean, you talk about the Iron Man and, and, uh, and, and Pepper slash rescue team-up. Um... I, I, you know, how about, you know, Spider-Man going into kill mode and his, <laughs> and his yeah. Iron Spider suit and the legs coming out. I mean, there, I mean, there was just the moments in that scene. How about the tease of A-Force with all the women coming together to help Captain Marvel try to get it to the, to the Winnebago? Like, it's just incredible, Ant-Man incredible and moments. Amen and the Wasp uh, working together. Coming back. Yeah. 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 There's like, I, I mean, there's. I saw it twice, and I don't still don't think I've, I can like really dissect all of them. Black Panther being the first one, taking it from Clint and running through all of them dudes yeah. with the with the gauntlet. I mean, it's just it's just it's it's just again it's it's an iconic scene. Yeah, the 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 embrace between Parker and Stark. Mm, yeah. And yeah. You can tell how much Tony not being able to save Peter, how much that weighed on him. He held... Yeah. That he kept, was the reason why he did it. He kept his picture yeah, in his... reason why, he, you know... The reason why he, he started he, working out the formulas and stuff. Yeah. When he saw he, that picture. He saw the picture because... He kept his, the picture it, in his house. His mind, yeah. his mindset was like, look, I got everything. Yeah. You know, my family's right. still intact. Exactly. Then he realized, man... I do not have everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that kid meant a lot to him. And it was a symbol of how much, uh, how much so many other people lost, you know. So... Yeah, it made him do what he ended up even doing by by even making the time machine and figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm speechless because I even still thinking about that how that fight scene played out and and how I thought they did such a good job really giving everyone a decent amount of shine. We saw yeah. Thor get a lot of shine. We saw as I think Captain Marvel had a really good bit of shine towards the end. I thought uh, you know Cap. When he got Mjolnir, he's taking it to Thanos. I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, talk about, again, also, character choreographing fight scenes, how 
him and Thor were switching hammers and it's just it's crazy stuff. It's just bonkers. That bonkers is the word to describe that last act. Just that's a bonkers fight scene. It's insane. It's out of this world. It's uh, again to me, it's the greatest last act of the movie I've ever seen. The only thing that I the only thing I thought we were missing was, um, I I, I figured that there would have been some sort of like military presence, but. Obviously, the world's kind of all messed up, so it's not impossible. Who knows what the mil- U.S. military looks like? Yeah. yeah, at that point, I just thought you know, if people, if all these people are back, like I assume that that took also, place over a long period. I'm of time. sure <laughs> the military sees you know yeah, people from the Chitari, and you know these people they've never seen before, and Thanos and these people, and they're like they know like but they had Avengers Tower. I'm sure they could handle it. I don't think that any general or any soldier is gonna be running to run into that battle. Right. Fair enough. And I'm sure they had eyes and saw, well, there's an army down there. I don't know who these people are, but there's a bunch of people who look like from their Wakanda and then some mystical people who who knows where they're from. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was funny how Strange and Wong had their exchange. Where he's like, is that everybody? He's like, you said bring everybody. <laughs> and they literally did bring everybody. They brought yeah. an army to that uh, to that fight. But, um, yeah, that's just, uh, I, mean, I mean, there's so many little scenes where, like, they, they could have been pulled out of a comic book panel. Oh, and absolutely. There was a lot running of running at each movie. other. Yeah. Some of the, the team up moves. I mean, those were just like, it was just, it was, it was just kind and of that, a that's, of life. That's where I like, because like, I thought about that with like the, like Captain America using Mjolnir. And like, you know, at first I was like, I feel he's a little too good with that. But then I was like, look, if he did this in a comic book, would I, would I think about it? No. <laughs> I'm like, this is, like, this is a comic book. Yeah. I don't care. Captain America is using Thor's hammer. He's using lightning. I don't care. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Screw realism. Yeah, when he was using lightning, I I think that was probably the one thing. I thought that was only a Thor. I thought that was a Thor yeah. specific. Yeah, that was ability. the one thing where I was like, "Whoa, what? <laughs> Captain America is using lightning powers now?" But I was like, I was like, "Yo, whatever, man." This if he is so did that crazy. in a panel, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, "Yo, that's dope." Like, whatever, man. This is crazy. And he's done it in the comics. He's picked up Mjolnir before, right? So yeah. like, it's not like it's completely out of nowhere, but it is such a crazy jump from what we know about Mjolnir in the movies to see him then again wielding lightning and stuff but like it's just crazy I mean it was it was just so it was so it was so out of this world everything about that scene is just so out of this world insane that you're willing to accept anything pretty much right and um and I again I I, I going to, to the very end I mean I like that Tony was the one that ended up defeating Thanos and defeating that army I think that I kind of feel like it would have cheapened, you know, Cap and Iron Man a little bit if it would have been just Captain Marvel coming in out of nowhere. And these, and you feel in this movie that these two are titans, and Thanos too, but especially because those those two were not really comedic in this movie. Like these are titans that deserve to be the ones in the end that's really riding. Yeah, they definitely kind of it went from kind of like a big three to like these are the two, what you said, titans of the MCU. I think it's because those two don't have any. Immediate future, most likely. That's true too. They probably wanted to position it like right. That. And where store we see as they foreshadowed, I think he does have a very immediate future that is very crystallized now. So you think that they, you think they kind of called an audible, Feige, like from what he maybe been setting up with the Avengers, to what like, audible MCU, what, like, like what in terms mean? of like, yeah, what do you mean? You know, like, like it seemed like initially with the MCU they were positioning like Thor. Cap and Iron Man, like, together. As, like, a triumvirate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
by the end of the, by this movie, it kind of feels like Cap and Iron Man have their own relationship, and Thor is kind of doing his own. Well, thing. I mean, that's by the end, he's still he's right. still around, and those two are gone. Well, like, I think that's kind of how it is in the comics. I mean, they right. they're still a big three even in the comics for the Avengers, but like Thor is an Asgardian; he's a god. So right. like Tony and and Cap being humans, like they relate. To I, and I just more. say audible in the sense that like. Did they did they look at the traje- the trajectory and were like, look, Downey's super expensive. Chris Evans doesn't want to do it anymore. Hemsworth younger probably has no problem still doing it. Maybe I, we I should distance. Maybe we should distance right. Thor from. I, I don't think it was you know, an audible because I feel like when I mean the scene starts with those three. You know what I'm saying? Like they they did that on purpose. Like those three were the ones. Everyone else wasn't the ones. Those other ones were buried under that rubble. They picked those three to be the ones that weren't in that rubble for a reason. I think right. it was important. I think they're a trio. I just think, I think they planned all along that, like, you know, at the end of this movie, for years ago, that Cap and and Iron Man had to have some kind of ending that made it to where we weren't going to be seeing them for a while. And Hensworth, being as you said, younger and stuff, they they knew that he had a future, but they didn't want to. They didn't know what that would be. Maybe they knew it wasn't any Thor movies, but they now maybe know it's Guardians movies. So I don't think it's an audible. I think this was their plan. I don't. I don't think they were, they were doing minimizing Thor in any way. I just think that they knew that they'd end the story arc for two of their major characters, so it made sense to do it in the way they did. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that as well. I think that it was. Um, I think they 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 had wanted to end it like this, and I don't really. I don't think like a lot of people, or I don't know about a lot of people, but some people apparently think Thor was given to, it was done a disservice. With this uh, finale ending the way it, it did, I, I would disagree. Because um, I don't think they're done with Thor. Yeah, that's the all. thing. His story's <laughs> not over. No, his story's not over. Not so, so, yeah. So, I don't agree with that at all. Because will happily take those Marvel checks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah. I mean, that, that's that's how I feel about that. I think it, w- it definitely was a big three effort. Um, it was just a finale for Cap and Iron Man. And I thought they they finished those storylines properly. How did you feel about the death of Iron Man? Oh boy, you talk about sad deaths. You talk about sad movie deaths. They yeah, definitely want to make that feel there, like man. real and like you know not. Shout out to Tom Holland for the heartbreaking performance he put in that scene. Yeah, and to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Paltrow was also amazing in that scene. Yeah, they definitely... Uh, and to Robert Downey, who played the scene, who was convincing in his death as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, they definitely put the... They definitely wanted to make that feel, like, less, like... Less, uh, you know, storybook. More, like, yeah, like... That was that was real, you know? Like, real, he, real life. Yeah, like, he... he you know, all, he did all the life that, came out of him, yeah. That was yeah. going to sacrifice <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was so... It was, yeah, it was tough. Yes, it was, it was tough. another tearjerker for me. I cried during that scene. Um, even watching again today, it was still very difficult watching that scene again. Um, but yeah, it's 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 still a really great scene. Something well, I, I, not to cut you off, but like something we didn't talk about in the beginning was I, I it was crazy. <laughs> another twist was like seeing like Stark in the beginning where he was like all so like frail. yeah crippled and frail and like kind of crazy messed up yeah i mean <laughs> i mean yeah. but you want to talk about realistic like some dude was trapped in space with very little resources yeah, like, yeah about to run out of oxygen yeah like that's how they would come back probably right. yeah you know and honestly like that was also probably part of the reason why they did the five-year time jump to like you know 
can't just do two months or five months and expect like Iron Man's gonna be Iron Man again. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You know. I was happy that he did. It seemed like even five years later, maybe because of his his family life and stuff. It seemed like he did make peace somewhat with Steve because yeah. it was clear. We thought, oh, I thought, oh, he come back to Earth. He's just gonna lay all that stuff out. Nope. He had a major grudge with Steve for everything that went down. Still, which yeah. that was, I didn't expect that, but I liked that. Um, I thought it was with, I thought it was in within Tony Stark's like character too, right. to hold that kind of grudge, and to feel like this is your fault. This didn't have to be this way, but you, being as stubborn as you were, stopped me from saving the world. I agree. With by that. your absence and by your stubbornness and letting letting me do what I need to do to protect the Earth from this kind of person. It's very Tony Stark. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, uh, so I've got a question Yeah. for you guys. So what do you guys think is the fate of, um, well, uh, well, of quite a few characters? Yeah, we can talk about all the fate we of all these characters. The fate of quite a few characters that were, were you know, killed or are dead now or whatever. Um, so we have Black Widow. run them off, yeah. So we have Black Widow. You know she's got a movie coming up. She has a movie coming up. She's dead. People um, are very confused about why why they killed her off considering she had yeah. a movie. I mean, people are confused about that. Um, I mean, there are people saying that maybe, you know, they're gonna try to get her back in the movie, yeah. even the, or or something. I mean, there are people that are saying um, that maybe she either isn't dead because uh, you know because I mean you could say there's a loophole where the you know they sacrificed her with the using mm-hmm. you know to get the soul stone but then can't return the soul stone could they possibly get black widow back through something some kind of exchange i don't in that, that regard they just Gamora. can't do that That's the thing i mean because I, I, you could have done that for gamora too right and then from a story today right exactly and then from a storytelling standpoint like you just can't like i don't know i just feel like that's actually the worst thing about superhero comic books sometimes is that like you make these rules uh about life and death and you just like throw them out the window for the sake of money or the sake of you writing yourself in a corner and not being able to come up with stories mm. without that character I, I don't think that they're going to be able to do that because in a comic book you have the fortune of being well there are no actors involved there's no money involved like you can just write whatever you want well here like there are real people involved and like Scarlett Johansson is you know luckily she got into this game really young so it's not like she's old that she can't do the job she absolutely still can but at this point in her career, you know, yeah, I don't know if she it, wants to do just, five more movies. Yeah, I don't know if she wants to be doing all these kind of movies. And I don't think that in this point in her career, it would be fair to her and that character to have her make that sacrifice and then you just bring her back. I, I, I don't I don't think that she should be brought back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, I feel like they, at the very most, like, I could, like, for one, I, I've, I, I, thought that her movie being a prequel was like uh, like a set thing maybe it's not i thought i don't know it, i think it is like you know i came into the movie like oh yeah you know the whole, this whole time i thought this her thing was gonna be a prequel maybe that was just speculation maybe it just made the most sense <laughs> but now i'm even more confident that obviously you know it kind of has to be a prequel but some people were saying you know maybe like you said maybe the movie is about trying to get black widow back i don't know if that would make any sense Given you know the casting, well, how do you machine. make a Black Widow movie about getting someone back who's dead? Yeah, just, the movie none, yeah, exactly, Black none of that makes any sense. Um, is there a scenario where, like, it's like First Avenger, where like maybe like the movies in the past, but then like by the end, 
something happens where she comes back, somebody shows up, and she comes back. That is something I could see, possibly, but honestly, I don't think, I think that this played along the lines of what I could have expected. I didn't, I didn't predict she would die, but, like, mm. it makes more sense than, like, if, like, her movie, like, also some people, for backtrack, some people also feel like she should have been positioned as the leader of the Avengers going forward as opposed to killing her off. Mm. I also don't necessarily agree with that. Only because, like, while she did, you know, kind of take, like, the Nick Fury role mm-hmm. uh, in that in that uh, apocalyptic scenario, reality, like, Marvel can't go forward with Black Widow being, like, the leader of the Avengers. They could have, and I don't think they would have fell off, but, like, when you have Captain Marvel, when you have Spider-Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, like, it'll be a leader-by-committee thing. I understand people are worried about how you're going to fill the void of Captain America and Iron Man, but that wasn't going to come from Black Widow. Mm. So, I hear you guys. That kind of agree. I don't want them to do that. I mean, the main reason I don't want them to bring her back is just because I feel like it would cheapen her death in this movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, so that's that's my major reason for not wanting her to come back. Um, uh, What about Vision? Um, Um, The Mind Stone is is back. Vision will be back. I mean, if it shows any indication. Well, Mind Stone is back in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, because they returned it. Yeah. Yeah so, so yeah, so how are they going to get Vision back? So what, so what, do, you, what do you guys think is going to happen? I mean, when Vision has died before, he's come back as, like, sometimes, like, not as powerful of a version of himself, in, in, you know, in the comics. That's what books. I can imagine, too. Mm. I feel like that's probably, I feel like the, because the AI is there. Yeah, I, I, I assume, and I think maybe it'll be, it'll be one of Tony's last, you know, gifts to, like, the people that he left, maybe knowing that, like, when he's going to Vision, hey, I may never come back, but if we, like, we do come back and Wanda's here, let me give this to her. You know, maybe it could be her kind of working. Yeah, like, I've been working. Because remember, five years. Yeah. What could he have been doing in five years? He probably could have been like, he probably could have made another vision if he needed yeah. to, or another Jarvis that could be turned into a vision. Like, <laughs> that's, again, that's why I say, like, they made the five year time jump. It, you know, part for the story, but in part just so they could just do things in the MCU and say, oh, in the, in the time jump, you know, or in the five year period. I, I feel like that could be one of the. I agree. Yeah, I think that um, they'll probably. I think there's something involving Tony having left some kind of AI back that allowed them to make another vision, but he probably won't be as overpowered as the vision that we had. Maybe Shuri and Bruce could help. I think that there's a very good chance that those two will be involved. Shuri, especially. Because remember, Shuri was able to download his consciousness in in Infinity War. Right. She just Thanos didn't pull up and didn't allow her to be able to take the Mind Stone out. Right. Um. What about Loki? What do you guys think of Loki? I would love to see a movie or a show, which maybe the show will be about this, about w- w- what kind of world did Loki create when he got the Tesseract. But that's a universe that we'll never know. Yeah. Unless they tell us. Yeah, that was, that was one of the most disappointing parts of the movie, was just seeing Loki, like, you know, squirm. I'm like, man, this guy, <laughs> this guy he got out of here. <laughs> After all, everything we went through with uh, Avengers, like, if you see like this guy, like yeah, nah, never mind, I didn't lose. And it's such like a, like a weasel, a goofy, a weasel way. It's, yeah, it's like the it's either like one guy that's seen what's going on. It's like a wrestler who pulls the tights on a roll up to get the three count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. or you or put his foot on the ropes to get the three count. You know, it's like oh, this guy I, he he knocks out the ref. He didn't really win. You're you're a clown. Yeah. Like yeah, I know it is like it's a, but it is a Loki way. Is that's that's who he is. He's a weasel. Um, 
uh, Loki's the person that I think that I mean I still think there are a lot of questions about. You know, does the movie do what I say? I mean, show. Sorry, does the show go under a thing of showing okay, well, this is what his life was. You know, as the person holding Tesseract in this timeline, um, or will they go the route of the prequel? Him maybe as a child growing up that we've heard about that's been kind of rumored and debunked. It's kind of hard to say. I, I don't know. I think he. I, to me, I don't think this movie really settled much for him. It just raised more questions. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. Um, I don't know what the heck is going on with Loki. I mean, I mean, in that timeline, he's escaped. He has a Tesseract. Um, uh, and, I mean, he's just, I, I mean, I, don't, I mean, you're right. I mean, we don't know what he's doing. Um, now, in theory, it like, the, the story could end up still being similar because, remember, he was getting a Tesseract in the end for Thanos. Now, that's right. Now, of course, he could have then also wanted to use it for himself, but right, he it could still end up the same. Him giving down the tesseract, trying to trick him, and then being choked out. So, so and then maybe that's what you know. And people kind of raise questions about that. Maybe that's something if Russo's reacts them. Maybe they would. That's what they would say. I don't know. Hmm. But in the end, like the story was the same. The end result could end up being relatively the same. Just to how they got there it was a little different. So I feel like stuff like this kind of goes beyond the Russos. I feel like this is something. Um, stuff, story making decisions like that come from Feige himself. Feige and well, yeah, but they know. But I mean, as far as direction, they know why well, they he, did things. Well, right, right, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, just in in, the, in terms of them not having anything to do with create creating whatever is coming next for Loki. Right, sure. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah, his his future is definitely a mystery. Yeah. Um. I, the other the other character uh, is, I mean, obviously Captain America. Is, sure. Is, right. Do we are they are there is there a story that they plan on telling with Captain America's character? Well, we yeah. know how it ends with you know him, you know, seemingly just living out his life mm-hmm. in the past and aging to now. What a beautiful ending to that movie too. Yeah. Oh yeah, just beautiful, perfect again, you perfect. Know, him passing the torch on to, to Falcon like. You know, do we like, which we we've talked about in the show <laughs> for for over a year. You know, who's gonna be the next Captain America? Will yeah. be Falcon? Will be Winter Soldier? I thought it was gonna be Winter Soldier. You know, Falcon makes sense, uh, but like, I don't think we've seen the last of Chris Evans. Like, I don't think we'll see much more of him. But like, they wrote it to where I think they they could tell like period pieces with Captain America. I feel like I would love to see a movie about Captain America giving back the, the, the stones. So I'm sure there, I mean, you know, he took his shield and, I mean, he was ready to battle. You know, it wasn't right. just, oh, I'm going to put them in and walk away. Like, he, those were going to be massive things he was trying to do. And the idea that Captain America, you know, was once again um, reunited with the Red Skull, we didn't see that. That was probably the one biggest thing for me that I missed. I was like, there's anything that, that should have happened in this movie that didn't. It was that. Because also, if we're talking about, like, like I'm just thinking conceptually about that kind of movie, like, you could do something where, like, you know, Kang is, like, traveling in time and trying to get Captain America, who he knows is also trying to do jumping oh, through time. Yeah. And, like, I mean, that, that could be crazy, you know? Like, so, I mean, there's, there's a story they could tell <laughs> with yeah. time travel and that. Also because Captain America's such a big Yeah, character. I got the impression that, I agree, Kendall, that Cap, his story is probably 
kind of done in terms of the future of the MCU. But I don't that's bring him Chris back Evans, yet. Chris Captain America, just in itself. There are stories that can be told that they may explore. Um, I feel like this is a good, a good finale for Captain America. Um, I could see them just not doing anything with it. Honestly, I can see that. I can yeah. also see that yeah, too. Yeah, I can see them just being like, yeah. "Yeah, this is his story. He went, he dropped the stones back, and that's just what he did." And then he passed the torch, and now there's a new Captain America. So I feel like they're going to try to have people focus on whoever the, this next Captain America is, or whatever the future of this cap, the cap, future of Captain America is. I feel like they're going to try. They're not going to want to focus on Chris Evans anymore. I think they're trying to move on. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, there, there are a lot of, even beyond also, like, the dead characters, like, you know, where, like, someone like, like, Doctor Strange, um, you know, where do, where, like, where does he go now, you know, we know Baron Mordo, I mean, that, that was always, like, the, Kind of like the elephant in the room of like they've they've been trying to set things up in these these individual universes and then like everybody gets snapped and then like (laughs) it's supposed to go back to how it was like I don't know how that works but yeah regardless uh, like it's been five years was Mordo even snapped I don't know but (laughs) regardless like Doctor Strange has his universe now he goes back to uh, Spider Man we know has a movie coming out you know very very soon we see him reunited with uh, yeah Ned Ned. and that was a very emotional scene yeah. Um, you know, I, I haven't, again, I, I haven't seen people talking about, you know, whether or not, you know, Miles Morales might end up being a thing now, but. That's crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone talk about it either, but that's a great point yeah, you made, because, yeah. uh, Donald Glover in Homecoming talks about how, yeah, my young nephew, like, I don't want him living up in this neighborhood, so we know Miles is young in that neighborhood, right. but five years, like, could be, maybe he's, st- maybe yeah, middle he- school, maybe he's starting high school, like. Yeah. It could be in that avenue where he's close to Peter's age at that point. Right. Um. And other characters, you know, other young heroes. Um, they definitely set that Cassie up. Lang. Yeah, we know we have a Cassie mm-hmm. Lang. We have, you know, Morgan Stark, who's going to be growing up. We've yeah. got Harley Keener. Yeah, Harley Keener. We've got uh, Kate Bishop. Like, um, like we've got, and all of Hawkeye's kids. Like, there, there are a lot of. <laughs> the rest of Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He has three kids. Yeah. So, like, you know, we they haven't done Amadeus' show yet. Uh like what are they gonna do with the Hulk? Like there's so many questions that they, that you can ask with this movie going forward. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of like that. While there are these questions lingering, I I, I kind of like that they didn't really foreshadow much. I kind of like that. I think that's part of the reason why they didn't do it. Yeah, I think that, like, that, we don't that, have to. That, be. Yeah, these questions ask themselves. Yeah, these are questions they got to answer, but I think also it allows us to kind of also still be invested in. Well, how do they? move forward now how do you incorporate x-men and and fantastic four and things like that that's, that might not be that might be easy that that's the question that you know we have to discuss i love first of all I, I i said before we did the show i mean i think that if you wanted to tell a story about captain america putting the stones back and going through time it, it writes itself to have him encounter wolverine yeah it, it writes itself that would be you want to talk about really making headlines and getting people excited about seeing another Captain America movie with Steve Rogers introduce Wolverine that would be that would be a way to do it yeah and like if you want to bring Chris Evans back like 
Because sometimes these actors only want to do some movies if they have a certain scale to them. But I don't think he's just doing a movie just to do it at this point. Yeah, if you tell him, hey, <laughs> we're, we're, you're the avenue of injuries Wolverine, he may say, all right, sign me up. <laughs> I know the money I'm going to make from the whatever percentage of the sales I get. Yeah. You know, I know, you know, what this means, what kind of moment this is. They ain't coming. He ain't coming. You can tell he ain't coming back for anything, any nonsense. Yeah, no. Nah. You yeah. can tell where they ended the story. He's gonna, because that's a perfect ending for his character. So if right. he's coming back. He's coming back for something epic, and that would be epic. Yep. Yeah, agreed. But um, like, mm-hmm. well, uh, just to set you up, like they like we've talked so much about like there's gonna be some sort of crazy, you know, cosmic event. I kind of t- oh sorry, go ahead. That's gonna. That's gonna introduce or find a way to give Marvel a chance to introduce the X Men, uh, like, and introduce mutants and introduce Professor X and, or something. We got none of that. Basically, everything is pretty much status quo except we're five years into the future. Like, how are they gonna introduce the X Men? You know, Fantastic Four isn't impossible, especially since you know if there is a time jump, like, they could also explain the Fantastic Four through that time jump if they really wanted to somehow. Uh, but like. Where 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 do these Fox characters come in now? Well, I, I keep thinking about the Bruce brother saying, you know, while they say right now there are no plans for them to do any Marvel movies, and this is kind of the end for them. They also have have expressed a great interest in wanting to do uh, Secret Wars. That yeah, they keep Marvel, they, keep, they, Marvel that. they seem Secret to be Wars, mentioning that every every chance. Yeah, they Marvel get. does Secret Wars. <laughs> they want to do it. Yeah, and is that the way they do it? The easiest way, probably. It's the I, I agree. It's the easiest way. Secret Wars is so superhero wonky. I probably wanted a bit. Look, I'm yeah, a I don't know if I want to see it. But does it work? Does it work as a <laughs> I'd rather movie? a practical? Or does it work as a movie? And I don't. I don't know. It might feel very like. It might feel too superhero comic booky, which is insane. We just saw what we just saw, but that's the story. That's like, oh, who who would win and fight? Like you know, it, it's just it's just a little over the top for some people. It doesn't mean they won't do it because again, it, it's a story that they have and it's an easy story to tell and it's the easiest way to probably incorporate people. And say, oh, they're universes you don't know about, and we combine them. But oof, yeah. it's not easy in terms of in terms of being able to make that movie good. Yeah, it wouldn't be easy. But at the same time, I feel like they've earned everyone's trust. And honestly, the Russos themselves. I've earned my trust <laughs> to get personal for a moment because I feel like if they want to do the storyline, I think they pull off. Mm-hmm. I have no, there's no doubt in my mind. They already know what they want to do. I already, I know that they already know what they want to do. You can tell that these guys think about these stories on a daily basis. And I've watched them t- do interviews where they're saying, "Yeah, we we've, we've always thought about these stories. We love comic books growing up, and we thought about, oh, if we could do a movie, if right. we could write a story." You know, well, how will we do it? And it's like, they keep bringing up Secret Wars. I've watched several interviews where they bring up Secret Wars. And it's like, they have an idea. They may have already pitched it to Kevin Feige. And maybe he wants to sign off on it, but he's like, eh. Yeah, wait. Maybe he's had to wait and see what this Fox deal is going to end up like. Yeah, right. You know, maybe he has to wait. He had to wait and see about that. Or maybe he's just iffy on it yeah. because of what we were, just, we were just talking about and how and how kind of crazy it is. Um, but, yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that they'd be able to do it. And I would hope that they're the guys that would be chosen to do that kind of story. And I would say if, there's, if there is any way that they could have set that up, I mean, they do kind of set it up with this movie. Because this movie, you know, we only see the timeline that that is the end of the movie. But there is a time, there are other timelines where things are different. Like there's a timeline where Loki gets a Tesseract. There's a timeline 
where you know there are ramifications for the ancient one giving hulk the time stone like if you did want to say like you know if you want to talk about the the new secret war uh, secret wars comic book if you do want to do a battle world situation where worlds are colliding because of all these different timelines maybe they could do something with that that is, it's not like there's nothing set up for that 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 is a thing um it, it, the only it just goes off of like anything that they've set up in this movie right yeah or just even the, in the MCU right like everything in the MCU not everything but like Eight out of ten things the MCU are like explained through like some sort of logic or science and like beyond like 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 the Doctor Strange aspect like and maybe that's where it comes from but like I don't know like once we start getting into like different realities like colliding and stuff like it becomes real like <laughs> it becomes real hard to explain and real yeah. hard to understand and like for something that's gonna be so major like the X Men. So mainstream, Four, yeah. yeah, something some, so mainstream, like for it to kind of just be like something that it's gonna be hard to explain to people, like, like the I think the Fantastic Four will be in the MCU in the present timeline. Okay, but like, I think I think though they're easy to explain though because they don't they they can show up at any point. Right, the X Men are supposed to be like an institution that have been around for a while. At least Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> supposed to have been and around mutants. Yeah, mutants yeah. are supposed to have been around for a while. So that is harder to explain. Like that is the the issue. Maybe that maybe the X Men are that reality colliding factor. You know, but like I think the, I think I think they they're quietly setting up the Fantastic Four through this movie. Like, In what way? Did you think there was anything you saw here? I I just think like I wouldn't surprise me. Like the origin of Fantastic Four is like. Something connected to this. Yeah, like, they were around, like, and maybe, like, they were trying to, they were trying to do stuff during that, during that, you know, five-year gap, you know, after the snap, like, or one of them got snapped and, you know, they came back and, like, was messed up, like, I, I feel like they, I feel like, for, for whatever reason, I just feel like that, that they're, try, they're gonna set up the Fantastic Four through what happened with Thanos. The X-Men... That's again. That's just that's way harder to fathom. I wonder about the X Men. I feel like with the X Men, it has to be something dealing with some other universe. Especially since they haven't set anything up here. Yeah. You know, they haven't set up any kind of you know crazy universe bending. There was no hinting towards anything. You know, it's like where do they come from? You know. Um, so either they're going to have to change the X-Men somehow or have the X-Men have this kind of be like an X-Men origin situation where they're kind of just for showing up or something like that. Um, they're just kind of just change the story of the X-Men and make it so that it fits this universe or they're just going to have to come from another universe. Mm. I mean, I feel like those are really the only two options that they have. I mean, cause yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure those are the only two options they have. Though in the MCU, um, they don't acknowledge the existence of. Well, do they acknowledge the existence of Inhumans? Because Inhum- the Inhumans are are a pretty big deal in Agents of Shield, but in in MCU, yeah, it was technically the MCU, so technically. Yeah, but I'm talking about in like the Marvel, Marvel movies. movies. The movie, They're not yeah. acknowledging the movies, right? I had to. I no. think they. I feel like they are. No, I, I mean, they might have been like name dropped, but they're not like you know. I, I haven't heard they're not they're not like like a real storyline but if they did it was probably in that like time span where they thought they were making a movie yeah or, you know and like 
reference, but or maybe Attilan. I think that's what it was. I think Attilan or Adelan was like, or yeah, Adeline, was yeah. was hinted at maybe like on like a map or something, and people, oh, yeah, yeah. But beyond that, like, no, I yeah, I would, yeah, I was just gonna make that comparison that, um, I mean, the Inhumans, you know, exist in the world, but they're like, they like don't exist. Like, they exist in the MCU, but they, like, almost, like, don't exist in the movie the universe. The only, thing I, the only practical explanation I could think for, like, the X-Men being around through Endgame is, like, or, like, mutants in general, that, like, they were in hiding. And, like, this is, like, the, the final straw of, like, yeah, like... No, that's whack. I, yeah, they, yeah, I don't think they could do anything. That's the that. only thing I can make of. Like, I mean, like, Ultron, all that other stuff. They, I'm not saying, like... You know, I'm, the battle of Wakanda, and then now they're, like, like, all right, fine, yo, we gotta come out now. I... I, I, the point where like remember, half mutant, of them are like wiped out, like well, remember, that's pretty though, crazy. But no, but like remember that's though, mutants level. also like it's not just you know the X Men and X Force and I'm not talking about just the X Men. I'm talking about like it might not even it might not even be they're regular people. So you say regular people this whole time, just none of them were manifesting powers like that. That just doesn't. I can't see that. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not saying I would even do it. I'm just saying the only practical thing I could even think of is like them saying like. You know, Magneto or somebody decides, like, you know, like, screw this. Like, maybe they had, like, some sort of internal thing where, like, they were, like, you know, in the shadows, more or less. And they were, like, you know what? We're coming out to the surface. Nah, they can't They can't be, like, the Morlocks. Yeah, yeah. it would be kind of like the Mor- a Morlocks. Not nah, like they were, like, a community, but, like, they were, like, a shadow kind of, like, existence even. Yeah. Not that they weren't around, but, like... People didn't know they. But were also, mutants, again, like but, that would assume that all mutants are all in the same. They're all connected. Same yeah. path, like they all agree with each other. Not to, that's just that's not yeah. believable. That's not that's not. I don't think that's practical. Yeah, that's they not can, yeah, happen. they can do something like that. Um, I think this we are way over two hours here, so we should do final scores here. So, uh, talk to the Shamari first. End game out of ten. What do you give? Uh, I give End Game a nine point six. I was extremely, extremely satisfied. I mean, you know, like any movie, it wasn't a perfect movie, but I mean, nine point six. I mean, I was extremely, <laughs> I was extremely satisfied by this movie. I had fun from beginning to end. I was never bored. I was never yawning. I was always at the edge of my seat. Hats, my hat goes off to the Russos, to um, you know, uh, to the writers, and just to everyone that worked on. You know, Feige, everyone that worked on not only this movie, but all the movies. And all the other directors that contributed to this movie. I mean, uh, you know, I guess Coogler and, you know, Gunn and whoever else. I mean, everyone that contributed, Taika Waititi, everyone that yeah. contributed to this whole project. Um, they all did a fantastic job. Hats off goes off to Robert Downey, Chris Evans, everyone else. Um, they really, really did a spectacular job. And I think the numbers are going to show, the box office numbers. Um, when this is all said and done, I mean, this movie's gonna go down in history as being all time great. Yeah, that was one one more one more thing that I want to talk about was that I think that James Gunn being like reinstated more or less. Uh, uh, I think the timing of it wasn't a coincidence that it happened like very soon before this movie came out, and like why, like him being like attached as a producer, and like I think they I think they know that like. Or even I think they assume that like the whatever even if they got any heat which they really didn't like it would it was gonna go away after this movie came out mm. and so 
Uh, but beyond that, um, <laughs> uh, I would say the for me the final score I would give a uh, give a nine point four. You know, I think that the uh, that I, it was disappointing that they didn't tease anything or hint at anything or set up anything for the future of the MCU. But uh, in terms of it being kind of a finale for what they had already teased or what they already set up in the MCU, like similar to Avengers, Avengers kind of had a similar feel to it, and like I think it 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 you know delivered in the same sense that the Avengers did with what was probably a more difficult task and I, now I kind of want to like see this movie and Endgame or this movie and Infinity War like back to back kind of like back to back yeah know, me too see I, how I feel they like they're, they're really up. meant to be seen that way yeah wow yeah I agree um yeah cause you imagine the end of Infinity War and then going and starting Endgame immediately and seeing Hawkeye with his family <laughs> no that would yeah that, that definitely and seeing Thanos awesome. get his head chopped off like five minutes later. Like, yeah. Heck. Oof. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I'm going to give this a 9.7, which is probably my highest score. I, I'd have to go back and watch all my movie reviews. But th- this, I mean, you look at it and just, just pure from a standpoint of just enjoyment of watching a film, highest I've ever had, I would agree with you, maybe since Dark Knight. Um, and I can make the case that this is even above Dark Knight for me. This, I mean, I, 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 I never felt a way about a movie coming out of the theater the way I felt about this. I will always remember how I felt about Dark Knight, and even how I felt about Iron Man. I will always remember those because, like, me being like, "Wow, this is a game changer." Iron Man was incredible, and this is like setting up Avengers potentially. But like to me, there were a couple movies that I will never forget how I felt. This one, those two, probably Civil War. I put in that same ilk. Um, Logan, I probably put in that same ilk, but this is above all of them in terms of my feelings about it. Is it perfect? No, I think we did a good job of pointing out where they probably were pitfalls for some fun of us at least. We didn't agree on every pitfall, but um, but to me, it's it's so outstanding that you just got again, like Shamar said, it's almost nitpicking. Like, yes, I can point to things that weren't uh the greatest, but did it really did did it did it did it get in the way of the movie experience and the storytelling element of the movie, none of them did. None of the issues that you could bring up did. Time travel, quirks, slow parts, none of that stuff. By the time you got to the end of the movie, you like you didn't think about any of that stuff. And that's that showed the strength of one, how good that stuff still was, and two, how just the final act is just it's just in, it's just out of this world. So um, I think a nine point seven is again probably my highest score, but I think it's a fair score. This is just an absolute masterpiece and again i feel thankful that I, i've been able to take part in just being a fan of the marvel for these last 11 years now and for the what they accomplished with this movie they deserve all the credit in the world um i think that's a good place though to wrap this show guys uh this is one of our longest hero talk podcasts maybe our longest we're at 222 at the moment so hope you guys enjoyed this show i really enjoyed this conversation this discussion this review of Avengers Endgame. Make sure you guys go see the movie. 
Um, I, if you listen to this whole podcast, I really hope you saw it. We spoiled everything. But if you haven't, for some reason, you wanted to just hear us talk about it, which maybe, hey, I think we do a good show. We're entertaining. So maybe you want to just hear our recap of it, perhaps. I still suggest go see the movie. It, it really is that incredible and, and that well that worth it. And go see it again. Yes, and yes, it. exactly. And I, as someone who has actually yeah, seen, it twice, seen it twice, yeah. I'm going to see it a third time. That's going to happen. When, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm off tomorrow. I'm thinking about seeing it tomorrow. That's how crazy this movie is um, and how I feel like I just got to keep watching and just knowing everything about how they did everything. It, it's, it's, that, it's, that, it's that much of an experience. And I just want to say, not only are we now in the post-Endgame MCU, we're in the post-Endgame Hero Talk. Absolutely. I mean, this is yeah. like a whole new era. It is. Like I also said at the beginning of the show, I, it really does feel like the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. Because I feel like this podcast, that's the, this this movie was so, kind of playing my old shows, I guess, in the background. <laughs> um, no, no. Oh, it sounded like me. But um, no, like this show, this podcast, which is not just so much fun, but it's so meaningful in my life just in terms of just pure joy. Um, I feel like what Marvel has done is why we have this, why we're doing this. And if if Marvel wasn't as big a deal, we I, we wouldn't be sitting here every week talking about hero stuff, you know. And then DC deserves credit too because they've produced content. If the Dark Knight didn't happen and Batman trilogy didn't happen, like we may not be here either. So I'll, shout out to them too for sure. But what Marvel has set up allows us to even think about doing something like this. And 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 the, the so many of the discussions on this show have been dominated by us trying to figure out. How Infinity War Part One and Two is going to be, and then eventually how Infinity War and then Endgame were going to be. So the fact that we got to this point, we're still doing the show, we're still thriving, um, and we're still having fun doing it is is a blessing. And I I think it is a, a, a good call, Sham, to mention that and to shout out to all of our listeners. Um, if you listen to us once, you've listened to us hundreds of times. We do. Really appreciate it, and we really hope that we're able to give you guys some kind of enjoyment and some kind of outlet to, 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 to talk and to think about a lot of these things that maybe you don't have the opportunity to do because there aren't. It's not like there's there's a lot of people covering this stuff, but I don't, one, I don't think anyone does as good as us. I'm <laughs> just be like I'm put it out there, uh, but I also don't know there's there's not like there's a million of us kind of doing this, you know. So, so we appreciate every listen. We appreciate every view that's on YouTube. If you're a fan of the YouTube channel, somehow came to the podcast, or vice versa, we love you all. So thank you guys for carrying us through this ride, and we're gonna keep doing our damn thing every time we come on this uh, uh, on this show every week. And as my dad says, we drop the mic. So with that being said, appreciate you guys tuning in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast, our end game spoilers review. Be sure to check out all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, where um, this week I should be putting up some new videos uh, that we haven't put up yet that uh, we've been waiting to do. So that should be up soon, so make sure to check that out. Of course, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, New Generation Media. Shout out to anyone who follows on Facebook and <laughs> may have seen a weird Japanese message. I got hacked earlier this week in Facebook. Um, so yeah, and they posted like a weird Japanese ad. So sorry about that. If you were like, "What the hell is this?" Um, and you follow us on Facebook, but uh, but I, I was able to straighten that situation out. But still, follow us on Facebook. I promise. I hope there will be no more Japanese random ads or anything else that's not you know authorized content from New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, New Generation uh, 
at New Generation Pod and on Instagram, New Generation Podcast, where we have never been <laughs> hacked yet. And uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart and on Instagram at Action EJ. Follow Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. Thank you guys all for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the movie. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Go see it again and listen to the podcast again. Maybe this is something that maybe you'll, when you watch it again, you want to go back to a conversation that maybe you didn't understand here. That maybe makes more sense when you watch it a second time. I know I had great, uh, great perspective watching it a second time for me. So I'm sure you guys got the same. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. In. Next week, more of a regular sports uh, hero talk show. I'm sure plenty of other stuff still. Kendall for Shamari, I'm EJ. Peace.